Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded <laughs> live. Hi, everybody. It's November the 9th, 2017. And it's time for my private audio call tonight. Our special guest speaker, who hasn't been on in several years, many years actually, Mark Fishman. Hi, Mark. Hi, how you doing? Great. Uh, why don't you give us an update? Uh, you know, we heard you had uh, medical issues and uh, uh, yeah, this when everybody was concerned. Go ahead and tell us what happened and how you're doing now, and, and then we'll get on with it. Oh, I'm doing okay now, finally. I had uh, half a dozen strokes over a couple of years, and uh, that was trying. I completely forgot how to earn a living. What I used to do, I worked with computers and computer networks and business design and maintenance. Completely forgot everything I know. So I'm off on a different track. I'm picking up where I left off. Okay, and what path is that? That's what we're going to talk about tonight on the call. Because I, I can't think of anything else to do. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm 57. A little old to train a new dog to do something else. But um, I, I'm, I'm done with this whole masquerade with the artificial person and artificial currency and it's just this whole mess that we've got going that we call an economic system. It's really what it what it comes down to. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Okay? Sounds good to me. Okay. I'm glad uh, you're okay, by the way. You sound really good. It doesn't sound like you've had a stroke or anything. So you're doing good, Mark. No, yeah, you talked to me a year and a half ago. You wouldn't have said that. I... Had trouble pronouncing words, and yeah, it was just bad. But that's okay. Did you have help? Did you have help coming back, or is that all? Did you do it all on your own, or did you have determination to to overcome it, or what? Yeah, I just did it on my own. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that anyone else has anything to lose. So, you know, <laughs> you just don't give up. Yeah, but usually they, you know, when something like that happens, you know, they immediately want you to go into rehab and stuff like that. Did you have rehab and stuff like that? No, I went one day for all these tests. They do all kinds of tests with you to see how you're doing. And, yeah. you know, they they told me, well, you're marginal. You can either have some rehab or you could do it on your own. I said, I don't need no rehab. I'll do it all. Okay, good. <laughs> so that's what I did. But I don't, I don't have any money to throw away on uh, rehab, you know? I, yeah. I'm not rolling in the dough, so it, it really wasn't a difficult choice. Well, but I'm glad okay. you made it. I'm glad you yeah. did it. Well, you know, we never seem to get uh, thrown obstacles or hurdles that we can't overcome. So that's a good thing, I guess. 
Well, yeah. It would be better for us not to have to overcome all these obstacles that life throws at us, but I guess we wind up better people for it. At least that's what a lot of people say, you know. We wind up well, better yeah. for it. What is, what is all that noise? I just closed the back door. No, I closed oh, the back door. Okay. All right. So what are you going to enlighten us with tonight? Well, I don't know if I'm going to enlighten you, but basically it's <laughs> the same thing Ken W. did. You know how he uh, resigned the the claim on the birth certificate? And then he sued the state. Does that yeah. ring a bell? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's on uh, some of your calls. He was on, I don't know, four, four or five of your calls two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Something like that. So I'm about to go through the same thing. I validated what he did. That is, the, um, when we're born and you come out of your parents' and they give mom a, a birth certificate form to complete, that form is the registration of a government agency. It's actually owned and held by the state. The birth certificate is your public acknowledgement that they registered the organization. Now, Ken found this out uh, when he was in court. He had a judge turn to him, this was on a traffic case. And uh, the judge found him guilty and pronounced sentence. And he's getting up from the bench and he turns to him and he says, I find you were operating an agency. And then walked out the back door. So that sent him down the rabbit hole looking. And it turns out he's correct. The, uh, the birth certificate is evidence that the state created an agency and gave it to you, authorized you to use it, and when you first use that certificate, like for those folks who want to get a driver license, then you've acknowledged uh, receipt and control of the agency. Not control per se, but you'll take receipt of process. And uh, what they don't tell you is an agent is responsible we're turning all the claims in that they receive to the principal. So we should have been turning our bills in all these years and letting the state handle them, settle them. But we don't because we're greedy and we think, well, no, that's mine. I've got to pay it and I get to keep the money that I don't spend on bills. And it's, people forget that the, the United States went bankrupt in '33 all the circulating currency, the gold and silver, was all taken out of circulation. And uh, folks just forget that. Or they don't look into the, the background of, of this nation and what's going on. So um, anyway, I've been operating the state agency, as most folks have, for 42 years. Oh, you know, 41 years. And I've never been compensated, not not once. So I think that uh, they owe me some money. So I'm going to send them a, res a resignation uh, for uh, being the agent for the authorized name on the birth certificate. And you've got to wait 31 days after you send that. 
because they've got 31 days to assign someone else as the agent and take over your duties, or they can pass it on to something else, someone else, whatever they want to do because it's their agency. So uh, after that, I'm going to send the bill for 40-plus years of service uncompensated. And I'm sure that the, the state won't pay it. I don't know if I'll get anything back from them or not, but I'll probably end up in court like Ken did. And then we'll see what happens. We either go through with the yeah. case, they'll have an agent show up to negotiate terms. Um, we'll see what happens. But I can tell you, I I looked on the, the um, Treasury website through Fidelity back in... 2002, three, four. It was it was a number of years ago, but I found my name listed amongst the uh, the assets there, and I don't know. There, there was uh, 20 million, 30 million dollars listed, and I'm kicking myself because I didn't get a turnout at the time. But that's okay. Fidelity's turned off that access. But that's okay. Well, wait, I know wait that... a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. I was looking at the chat, so I missed part of what you said. If you don't mind repeating it, where did you see this? Millions of dollars? Twenty million? I looked uh, through Fidelity back around two thousand two, three, four. Yeah. All right. Through the Fidelity and did you go according to your birth your birth certificate number? Or my, yeah. What my my proper name? and my social security number, and then I was able to pull up uh, uh, several, well, 20, 20 million or so dollars that were supposedly held in that name. This is what Ken got when he sued and settled. Huh. I, think he, I think he got 8 million or thereabouts. Ken W.? Yeah. Now, I'm, I think, five years older than he is. So, you know, maybe it's worth 10, maybe 12. You know, Mark has gone up and down. But the uh, trustees, the, the state trustees, employees of the state, are responsible for maintaining or increasing the value of the holdings that they hold in trust for you, for us, for the people that they took all the gold and silver from. So that was the basis for a suit. That and the fraud. You know, it's more than just fraud. There are there are a number of charges you can levy against them. But um they've effectively uh pulled the wool over everyone's eyes. And I'm gonna urge them to make it right. People can do what they want, but that's what I'm gonna do. So you have to consider what are you the have ramifications. To keep us updated. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Every step of the way, please. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. The ramifications. Yeah, you have to consider what are the ramifications if I do this, because you won't have a fiction to use in commerce anymore, and everything in the world is fictional. Corporations own everything. 
people don't own anything. They own it through their persons. Well, the person is the artificial entity. So it's going to it's going to require a change in lifestyle. And, Maybe that, uh, that, let me let me ask um, you this. I mean, I'm not trying to delve into Ken W's personal life and what he's doing, but you know, when 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 they issue your your funds, let's say it's eight million dollars. I mean, what do you do with it? Well, that's one of the challenges. You've got to a put the check in a bank account. B open a bank account without a without the social security number. So I I would think you'd have to sit down with uh, the the banker, whoever the head of the branch is. Yeah, well, they'll give you a W. They'll just give you a W eight B E N form to fill out, which is that'd be fine. Yeah, but then I mean, but to have a bank account puts you back in the system, doesn't it? I mean, maybe you could accept it all in gold, but they won't give it to you in gold or silver. They'll put it. It'll be on a check. It'll just be ink on a piece of paper, which is what it always is. Correct. So maybe you could take that piece of paper over to uh, <laughs> Peter Schiff at Bureau Pacific America Pan American whatever the hell his company is called he sells gold and coins and shit just give him the check say give me it in gold and silver oh, that's an option I, I don't they care store if it's it for in you fiat. somewhere you know I don't care <laughs> if it's in fiat currency and if, if it goes to the bank that doesn't matter to me but what matters is Am I being considered an artificial entity or a man? I don't want to be an artificial entity. Because I'm I'm just a man. Someone emailed me, uh, one of your admirers, Joe. uh, He can't listen online. He has to always record them, and then he listens later. I don't know. I Uh can set up. He sent an email. Want me to ask you a question. Okay. So if you don't mind, uh, he go first of all. He goes, hope he is recovering from stroke and wishing him a complete recovery. And then question is, guest Christopher Gronsky a few weeks back was talking about the business entity number to operate a business, and says if you have asked for that number to open a, a, an LLC or a C corporation then that puts you in their jurisdiction no matter what people want to believe. And he says, if I remember correctly, you were operating one but did not feel you had a liability to file. Or if they wanted to contact you, there would be a fee you would ask for to do business. Are your thoughts still the same or have they changed? Okay, that's slightly different, but my thoughts are no different. That in other words, I do have a corporation. I do run it. Um, because it's an artificial entity, it can be sued. That doesn't fall on me because I'm just the officer of the corporation. But um, you can sue the entity. You can take whatever's in the bank, clean it out, shut it down if that's what you want. If I lose the case, that's fine. It has to be represented by an attorney. And it's on the uh, the entity in order to retain an attorney to fight back. 
But uh, in relation to that, the claim about owing taxes and whatnot, I've had the IRS come after me. And because you have to remember, uh, they're a private corporation. No different than my private corporation. So it's how you respond that makes a difference. I just send them back a response to their claim that I owe them taxes or returns and with a counteroffer. But they don't like my counteroffers because they're very expensive for them. In other words, if I'm going to do business with them, that's fine, but it's going to be worth my while. You know what I'm talking about? Still there? Okay. Hopefully I'm still on the call. Um, anyway, so I've had the IRS come after me, and I just sent them back a, a, uh, a letter that I've worked up multiple years ago, and uh, they ran away. They came back a couple years later with the same thing, and I sent them an updated version of the same letter, and they ran away. So they say, want to come after me again, I'll just give them the same letter. Because one corporation cannot force business on another corporation. So you enter into negotiation. And if you come to terms, great. If you don't come to terms, great. That's just where you are. Are you, are you there, Angela? Did I lose you? Looks like we're connected. I can't hear anything. Okay, I'm going to continue talking and I'm going to assume we're connected, uh, but I can't be sure. Uh, so anyway, the first step is to send the resignation of um, agents, the agent, the agency position of agent. And I'm going to do that when I get home, I think Tuesday. I'll send that off and I'll uh, let them know that I resigned the agency. I don't have anything personally to worry about. I, I don't have a home anymore. Um, I don't have any credit cards. Those are paid off and closed. Um, I don't have any day-to-day -day problems that, that are going to be created by giving up the agency on the name. Now, that's something to consider because anybody that receives benefits from the government in any form, uh, they're going to have a problem if they quit the agency. I don't know if you would have to go support or not over Social Security, which is a, these are all separate corporations. And since you paid into it for however long you worked, then you have an expectation to receive back whatever they promised. But you might have to take it to court to have it upheld or to have it denied. 
even worse. <laughs> the Social Security is broke. The uh, the Congress has stolen all the money that was in there and spent it on other other things. But um, you have to make a, an ind- independent personal decision on whether or not you can get by without any benefits you're receiving from the government while you go through the process of closing up the account and going back and suing the state and uh, settling the, the claim. Now, Ken said it was uh, something like 11 or 12 months for the state to figure out how much they were going to offer him to settle. So you're going to have a, a period of time there for about a year that uh, you're sitting on hold waiting. And can you do without any benefits that you received up until that time for a year? So that's a personal question people have to answer before they decide, yeah, that's for me, or no, that's not for me. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know what else to tell you. And then, and then, surviving afterwards. That's going to be a challenge because you don't have the artificial name anymore to. Uh, do business. So you you can't open credit cards or I, I don't know how it worked with the bank, but I doubt you can get a bank loan. And uh, you, so you're going to have restrictions on what you're able to do because you no longer have access to the artificial name. So that's a personal decision people have to make for themselves. Are you there, Angela? You back? Oh, boy. I don't know if anybody can hear me or not. Just logged into chat. Hello, can you hear me? Thanks. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, hey. Uh, Yeah. I I think we lost Angela. Yeah, apparently. Uh, She just put in chat, I have to call back in. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so basically, I mean, I I don't know what what to tell you guys, except I've looked into this. I've done my background uh, research on it. I've determined it is good for me to call to um, resign the the agency for the state created entity. Um, Ken did mention he got a new birth certificate, but he also had a whole bunch of errors on his. I don't have a bunch of errors on mine. However, it is issued to a federal citizen, not an Ohio national. So I would I would request that uh, I'd make that part of the suit 
they've got to reissue the birth certificate as an Ohio national, not as a United States citizen. But uh, like, uh, are you going to like give them a warning? Say, hey, I'm resigning because I'm not getting compensation, and then try to work it out where you can, where you can. No, just... no, because I don't want the name at all. I don't want to be mixed up and confused when you get get uh, stopped by a cop or harassed at the airport or any time. I don't ever want to be confused as an artificial anything. All right? I mean, if, you're, I, if your duty is to forward all service of process and notice of demand to the principal and you get compensation all the time for for your time and they pay all your bills and your court cases, I, you yeah, know, but, why not? <laughs> but if if you actually did something wrong, let's say, let's make it simple. Say you have an accident. You accidentally rear-end uh, a lady in front of you because you dropped your coffee or weren't paying attention or were on your phone for whatever reason, and you get cited, and they take it to, to court. Well, you give the, the court notice to the principal. What if the principal then sues you and says, I'm suing you, the agent, because you didn't do your job and diligently avoid having an accident. You let coffee uh, drop on your lap when you shouldn't have been having coffee driving a state vehicle. And so that was an error in your judgment while you were executing our office and you're responsible. Then what do you do? I saw a presentation by a, a uh, the dean of the Virginia Law University where he gave this two-hour speech about agency, principal-agent relationship. And he, t- he goes into this case. He, he, he goes into a couple cases, but this one was kind of on the edge, right? Some of them are black and white. Some of them are kind of in the middle, and it's hard to tell right. which way it's going to go. So in this case... The, there was a music teacher. She, the coach started talking to her. Then she asked, hey, do you have enough cars for the big game? You know, do you need, do you need uh, more cars to get the team there and, the, 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 you know, everybody to the, to the away game? And he says, yeah, you know, as a matter of fact, yes, we need more cars. And she says, here, you can take my car. I'm not doing anything, but on the condition that only you are the driver. So they go to the game, the coach drives there, they go to the game, maybe they win, maybe he's celebrating and he gets drunk, and they get into an accident on the way back. Now, who who could, who could you sue in that case to where uh, uh, who's going to take the liability, right? So is there enough control to have the principal-agent relationship be valid because the principal has to have a certain amount of control over the agent because the principal is going to be liable for the actions. Now, yeah. In this case, it turned out that they could. Everybody in class said to sue the coach, right? But the coach died in the accident. So who else is left? There's nobody left except for the music well. teacher. So he was trying to determine whether enough whether she had all the elements of the principal-agent relationship to be liable in the suit because the students got hurt, right? 
Right. And it turns out that she did because she gave him the condition that only he can drive the car. See? Yeah. So, I mean, in our situations, none of this stuff is really disclosed to us at all. Correct. I'm thinking maybe there is enough control based on all the statutes and codes and regulations and ordinances and all the stuff that's there that we're expected to follow. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Because a principal-agent relationship doesn't really have to be disclosed. The principal merely has to assert his authority and the agent be reciprocal and do the thing. If I said, hey, hand me that book over there, you're my agent if you accept it. You see? Right. So, I mean, but it's kind I, of on that's, us. that's just it. I'm voting no, I don't want to be agent ever again anymore. Mm-hmm. That's my choice. People can decide what they want, they can do what they want. Um, and someone posted a question in the chat what about an American citizen, not a U.S. citizen? You got to remember that a citizen is a subject of whatever it is. American citizen, great, a subject to America. You're not, you're never a citizen. A citizen is a subject. You're a, a national, a state national, Ohio national, a North Carolina national, etc. Because you're above the state. The state exists because you do, not the other way around. That's just part of the the thinking government wants to fool everybody into thinking, well, we're in charge because they all work for us. And this was another trick along those lines. But anyway, I'm all all done with it. And if I harm somebody, I'll step up and say, "I'm, I'm terribly sorry. What can I do to make you whole again or as close to whole as I can give you? And take whatever you need. Take all my money, take my property. If that's what what it takes, that's what it takes. And that's okay. Do you want to but take I, questions? Sure. Oh, I mean, are you are you done? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I have a question. How did you get? How did you? Did you just unmute by pressing star six, or how did you get unmuted? Um, I wasn't muted when I called in. No, no, not not you. The Me? other gentleman, you. Yeah. Oh. It's great to zoo. I when I first Hi. came back, because I I've been listening to you for like years, but uh-huh. when I changed my phone, I couldn't remember my pin. When I started to when I started to call in on my home phone, I couldn't remember my pin number, and I never log in okay. on the chat. So. I was just messing around, and I, I found out how to break in to the call and, like, unmute myself. How did so, you do it? Uh, well, it's a secret, isn't it? Cool. <laughs> I want to know how you did it. <laughs> you want to know how I did it? Well, see, yeah. I don't know. See, I don't know if I figured out your PIN number. That's why I don't want to really say it on the recording. Oh, but, well, you have to have figured out my PIN because... How else would you be um, unmuted? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just happened one day, and I was like, oh, wow. And then I ended up logging in and found out my PIN number is my phone number. So then I was able to just do it. But in case of emergencies and stuff like that, you know, 
I didn't want the guy to hang up, and he was. Well, he yeah, was, I'm uh, glad you did it. I'm glad you, you know, it was just, I was startled because I, I don't know how you did it. I, <laughs> I don't know how you did it. Tell well, me how you the, did it. After the call Later. and when the recording's over, I'll I'll let you know what I did. Okay. 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 I'll All hold right. you to it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna hang up and call back. Okay. Well, why? What? Why are you gonna hang up and call back? Wait. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think he just hung up. Maybe he wanted to go get something to eat or something, or I I don't know. Okay. Anyway, um, Southeast Colorado has their hand up. Uh, you've been unmuted. Go ahead, Southeast Colorado. Oh, that was just uh, uh, when you were gone. I, I was just going to suggest, if that happens again, you know, you uh, maybe uh, consider leaving somebody unmuted. Well, so yeah, that, but uh, I couldn't do anything. I was, like, frozen. I was typing into the chat and all kinds of things, but it wasn't. It, it didn't come out until I typed in, you know, um, I have to call back in. Because everything froze up on my screen. I couldn't do anything. I, I had to close everything out and open back up again and then get back on Skype. And, uh, well, well, and I had to get Rocco back on. But anyway, thank you so much, Southeast Colorado. I appreciate it. Did uh, you have a question for our guest speaker? Uh, No, not right now, though. I'll okay. punch back in if I do. Okay, thank you. All right, let's see. Nobody else has their hand up, so uh, if you want to continue talking, you can. I, that, I, you know, that throws me off. Every time something like that happens, I get totally thrown off course. So did oh, you yeah. answer the guy's question that, that I read to you, the guy that sent me the email, Joe? I, I'm pretty sure I did. I think I oh, covered okay. it completely. Okay. I mean, I can go over it again if you want. Um, no, if you did it, you don't need to do it again. Okay. Are, are, so anyway, he said here, are your thoughts still the same or have they changed? I was, I didn't hear that part of it. I would like to Oh, okay. Well, my thoughts are still the same. Um, I, I covered, I've got a corporation that I still use. And, you know, if somebody wants to sue it, then I've got to get an attorney and answer in court to whatever claim they're bringing. But um, the, the question more evolved around what if the IRS comes after you, what if the IRS wants to sue you? Well, one, they have to have a claim to begin with. So you, you cut that off right when they start. When you get their letter, it's usually an offer. Hey, we haven't gotten a tax return from you. You owe us a tax return, send it in, or we're going to fine you, blah, blah, blah. Well, send them a counteroffer. That's just an offer. They're just a corporation, the same as my company's just a corporation. And so send them a counteroffer. And so for me, twice now, they've, they've walked away. I think uh, 2007 and 2009, I got letters from them, and I responded, and I haven't heard from them since 2009, since the second time they tried. Because they don't like my response, because it's very expensive to them if they agree to that they want to do business. You just have to make it untenable. <laughs> All right, anybody else have a question, press star 8, and that'll put you up in the queue. Southeast Texas, 
You've been unmuted. Go ahead. Hey, Angela. Good to hear you. Hi. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Uh, my question was, I keep trying to find something on this uh, state national. I know there's a state citizen cases and United States citizen cases. And I got a friend I've known for 40 years, and you can't even get him to tell a little white lie. He was stopped by <clears throat> an officer, and uh, they had a little go around about the driver's license because they don't have, don't have one as well as many other people I know. But he said, he said, officer, he said, I'm a state citizen. You're presuming I'm something else? And he said, oh, you're a state citizen. Oh, well, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to leave me the hell alone. He said, oh, okay. Have a, have a good day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I messed with you. But this, yeah. this uh, state, yeah, that's the truth. That's the fact truth. Now, this state national, American national, I don't see anything anywhere in 40 years on that coining that, those phrases. I hear a lot of people saying that stuff. But I don't see anything anywhere on that. Do you? Can you point me in a in a direction? I, I think if you look at the United States passport application, that uh, it's either on there or it's on the passport when you receive it back. If they've registered the passport as a uh, state national and not a uh, state citizen or a uh, U.S. citizen. <clears throat> I've talked to folks that that have a passport that says that they're a national of whatever state they were in. And uh, what what the regular passport has a blue cover, if I remember correctly, and theirs had a brown cover. It was a different color than the normal passport. So I I know you, you can do it. I, I I thought it was on the uh, application. It's just a matter of answering one of the questions correctly. And you don't use abbreviations. Don't abbreviate the state. Write out the whole state name. Um, but uh, I, I don't... I. It's not clear. In other words, it, it doesn't say on the passport application, are, do you live in the, uh, the state or in the United States? It would, that would be too easy. People figure it out. So um, there, there, but there's a way to fill out the form to get the state national uh, passport. I'm just going to include it in the lawsuit. Well, I did, yeah. I did hear you say that you were a man, and I'm going, how can you be a man? Has God made man in his image and said, be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth? In other words, he's given us the earth, a man. Right, but I don't see where he put anything in his word that he's got American nationals, state nationals, such as that. Man made all that crap. Uh, yeah, but that, that's just, that's just a title that the uh, registration office for um, passports will recognize. Yeah, and then that then that's under their jurisdiction because they made up the, the words. Well, right. Do you want to try going to Canada or Mexico or wherever without having a passport and cross the border in? Maybe you're successful, maybe not. And then try and pass the border coming back to the United States. Maybe you're successful, maybe not. It, it makes life easier when you're, when you're getting, uh, going around. 
You want to open a bank account? You have to have some kind of identification. Yeah, well, you know, (laughs) these days, I don't want to go outside of this country. Well, that's that's fine. And the word did say, Christ did say, talking about the bankers and the Pharisees, don't mess with these people. They're identified as liars and murderers and thieves. That's exactly why I'm quitting the registered agent position on the name. That's why we had this call tonight. So I can tell you how to, to not mess with them. If you so desire, that's for you. Okay, I just want to see what you had to say about about what I asked about, you know. Well, I, I'm I'm heavily into the word since I was ten years old, I'm sixty over over almost seventy now and I'm going, you know, we're the, the Christ tells us don't do something and like you tell a little kid don't do something, boom, goes right ahead and does it. Well, yeah. Why do you why do you think kids burn their hands on a hot stove when you say don't touch the stove, it's hot? They're like, No, I have to see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I already know I already know what he said. Don't mess with them people, they're dead and liars, murders and thieves. So, anyway, thanks for letting me know what you think you think about and he said, you know, I I, I don't have anything other than like you said, I think, you know, the passports and the, but I appreciate your answers. Yeah, no Thank problem. But again, these are just my thoughts. If anyone has a different or better thought, then, hey, follow it. Go with it. You know, well, uh, Rich, Rich Iverson's on the chat, and he's asking, where is the definition of American national or state national located? A court case? A federal code? A federal statute? Where? Uh, I thought it was on the U.S. passport. U.S. passport application. Okay. But he says that the U.S. passport application is not law. No, but why would they put a status on there if it doesn't exist? That's true. But that has got to be somewhere, the definition, then. Somewhere other than the passport, it's got to be somewhere else, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's in the law. It's in the law somewhere, because I've looked it up. I just don't remember where it was, and I don't have the the reference handy. Okay, well, let's see here. Southeast Colorado, you've been unmuted. Hello? Hello. Yes, how are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. Um, first ahead. time you know, I'm I've to listen and um kind of new to all of this, so <laughs> this is well, I'm glad you made it. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, very interested in, in kind of pushing forward and seeing where we can get with all of this. Um, okay. Is it possible to introduce? Well, yeah, well, uh, sort of. Is it possible to try to introduce national citizen to the court system? Um, I, I, I'm not aware that they would acknowledge it, but they, no, no. You know why they can't? Because a national national citizen, a national state member, like an Ohio national, a South Carolina national, that only applies to a man, a living man. The corporate courts are not for living men. There's, remember, there's an old maxim at law that says, "Unlike things ought not be joined." 
In other words, a fiction can't sue a man. A man can't sue a fiction. Well, no, no, no. That, what, well, what I'm asking is, is, is it possible to introduce the state national as they need to recognize our status is a little bit different? Um, it's not U.S. citizen. Is, is that possible? Because I'm in a court case right now, and it's like I, I'm kind of – I have a little concern of, of them just steamrolling it. Um, the circumstances of my case seem to be okay. Uh, I've kind of found if I had to, um, because they're pushing me into a trial. Now, no, hang, hang on a second. Is this a private case against the man or against your name? Yeah, well, it, it is, and I need to correct it, but I don't know if that's possible at this point, um, if it is. Sure it is. It always is. So, so let me talk for a minute. So you write to the Secretary of State wherever you were, you were born. Because the Secretary of State is responsible for all those birth records and the entities created under them. Gotcha. And you, set, you send him whatever court notices you have, whatever you've done so far, along with an apology letter that you thought it was your responsibility and have now been made aware that you are merely the agent. Okay. And then he's he has to take over the case. No kidding. And has, has this been proven? I mean, is this active? Like, I, if if I was to engage in this, because like for me, I, I I believe in there is a sovereign, but I also believe that we're not under man's rule, under his rules that we've never contracted to. No, no. Um, yeah, yes, you are because you're using a state-created name. Created, known by the state of wherever you were born. Well, it's through that. There's a given name, which was from the parents, from my parents. That's now, not what they gave you on the birth certificate. They didn't send back a certificate of birth for a live infant. They sent one back for a dead fiction to no, use I, I, in this I, I, commerce system with fake money, with okay. fake corporations. All righty. Well, I am completely... You know, I, I I would like to push in that direction. Um, I, I've listened to a guy speak about being a state uh, state citizen. Um, mm-hmm. His argument is very very strong. Everything I've kind of checked out on him seems to be you know pretty much 100. percent It's it's a lot about it's all about contract, and I, I get that and I understand uh, driver's license, you know, all the way to the birth certificate and you. But you're contracting a state agency. Right, right. It's it's not even a living. I understand. I I get that. How can I just break down so I can start putting this in action? Um, Right, right to this. Right to the secretary. Say, you know what? Um, You can email me personally. Okay. I apologize. I wasn't you're you're fading out badly. I can barely understand what you're saying. Okay. No. Oh, no. Um, I, I, I got can you hear him? Yes. I can hear no, him, I've but got... I can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, it's like muffled out or something. I don't know. Can Try you... it again. Okay, are you there? Yeah, we're yeah. here. Okay, good. Um, 
is can, can you give me your email or yeah how, yeah how, oh yeah okay. hey are you ready yes Amazon Mark Fishman F I S H M A N at O S R Ocean Sam Richard Service dot com M Fishman at O S R Service dot com Okay. So just just um, send me a note, and we'll get together, and we'll talk on the phone, whatever. Awesome. Awesome, yeah. Cause I it's a, it's important to remember that the name created by the state is for an artificial entity owned and held by the state. It was never released to you. It was only authorized for you to be the agent. Right. And if, and you choose, kind of, if you choose to represent it in court or to arrange to represent it in court, that is your choice. It seems to be to our downfall, but it's our choice. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of like a marriage uh, certificate. I mean, it's all voluntary, correct? Well, kind of. It's more like flypaper. If you if you grab it and use it, now it's stuck to you, and it's getting glue all over your hands. You got to get rid of it. Gotcha. That's, oh, at least yeah. that's my take. All right. Awesome. So that's that's why I'm going to send the Secretary of State a uh, resignation and say I quit representing that name. And they've got 31 days to find someone to take over or uh, retire it. But I'm lucky right. I don't have debts and, and whatnot where I'm going to lose anything. And they can retire it and it won't hurt, hurt me a bit. Nice. Okay. Yeah, because from what I understand is in uh, – the guy I've been listening to, he's like, it's basically opening up a foundation and running everything through it. Um, he gets into, you know, if you don't have a mailbox or if you even like blew it shut, um, you can't receive service. And that's a federal piece of property. So that, I mean, it, it just, it, it gets really entailed of the contract. I, I understand that. But if you're not the, the agent of service, because you've provided notice to the Secretary of State, they can mail you whatever they want, but they didn't make notice to the agent once your resignation has been received and 31 days have passed. Because they've got 31 days to assign a new agent or shut it down. Right, okay. Um, And you're, you're talking about when you send that off? Uh, when, the, when the state receives your notice. The Secretary of State receives a notice but, that I quit as an agent for that day. Awesome. Now, now, do they respond? How do, do have you been? I don't it? know. I haven't done this before. Um, <laughs> Ken said that he got a letter back from the Secretary of State saying, "Yeah, we got your letter, and you might want to notify these agencies." And it had some eight agencies listed on there, like the IRS and Social Security, and I don't know who else. And so I'll ask him in my letter, you know, send me a letter and let me know, A, that you got this, and B, is there anyone else I should notify? Okay. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I, um, what I'll do then is I'll, you know, email you, we'll get into contact, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, I'll let Angela know when I have an update, and we'll do another call. Okay. And that'll actually stop a case do you believe is is that what the goal is no it's to transfer ownership of the name back or as the in the proper manner to the principal 
who has to provide legal counsel and representation in whatever matters pending. Okay. So it's not your burden. Right. And it shouldn't be anyway because, I mean, it is a fiction. Um, you're not a person in it. So exactly. why not get it back to Exactly. The That's why the state set it up this way. We, we've been using it wrong, and I personally don't want to use it at all. Right, right, yeah. Well, and I did it for 40-odd years to get the bill. They're going to settle with me one way or another. Wow. All right. Well, I do appreciate your time. Uh, I'm going to keep listening in and, <laughs> and all that. Is there any other uh, avenues you take already to get you out of the system? Other than, you know, you're, you're going to... You know, no, that's how you get out. Through? If you want out of the fictional matrix system entirely, you've got to quit representing the name. Go back to being merely a human, blo- uh, flesh and blood human being, a, a man. Not even a human right. being, that's a monster. <laughs> a human being is a monster? <laughs> in, in legal definitions, a human being is a monster. Gotcha. Yeah. I've got that on my website. But anyway, it's from, uh, what, Jerris Cook? Uh, Jurisdicundum. Yeah. Yeah, but what's the first what word? Up? It's it's booby is actually Cor- corpus. Well, that too. Both of them, corpus jurisdicundum and American yeah. jurisprudence. That's where they are because I yeah. have it on my website. A human being is a lower animal resembling a man with no inheritable bloodlines. Oh, God, right, right. That's so gory. <laughs> Jeez. Gee, and everybody I, wants to be a human being. Uh, <laughs> go I'm a woman. I am woman. Okay. Uh, is that it for you, Southeast Colorado? Yes, I am fine. I appreciate it. Well, thank you thank so you. much, and keep listening and participating. All right. We've got a whole lineup of people for the next two months on Book Solid. It's amazing. Yeah, All I right, here that. we go. Your, uh, your caller <laughs> list, or your two to be on the calls okay, list. When it rains, it pours. That's, you know, I hey, that's a good thing, a though. Period of time. I know. Very good. And I got one, more for, I got one more for you. I know. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I opened that yeah. website, so I'll watch that video. You, um, you have to. The guys, I'm talking to them right now. So, yeah, one more. Okay. Talk Very cool. Very cool. Uh, we'll get them on the schedule. It'll be in January sometime, but... Uh, Okay, cool. I think I'll tell uh, towards right the end of January, probably. I think I'm pretty booked. Wow, cool. But anyway, I'll let you know. Yeah, well, it's good for us, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. All right, next up is PA Free Woman. Go ahead, you've been unmuted. You have a question for our guest speaker. Oh, PA actually, uh, I... there you go. Actually, I saw American National at two places. One was, uh, I believe, um, Naturalization Act of uh, 1803 uh, or 1802 somewhere. And then uh-huh. also I've seen in Title 22 CFR. It's uh, It talks about the whole thing that the American national uh, who are lost... Uh, lost outside of the United States, blah, blah, blah. Um, 
and once uh, they return or legal legal um, a representative shows up and um, a, a property shall be given back or something like that. So that kind of uh, uh, synchronized with the Seski uh, Vi uh, Act of 1860, uh, 1666. So uh, there is a couple of different places that they talk about that um, once a person returned for the property, they shall be released to the person. So um, I yield. Okay. Did uh, anybody make a note of that? Tell us again where it was. Uh, Code of Federal that, Regulations, CFR, what was it? I believe it's on the uh, Naturalization Act of 1802. And then also CFR, 22 CFR. There is a section about, the, um, talk about the uh, American Nationals. Uh, no, there, it's, in, it's in the uh, chat. Code Red just posted it. Naturalization Act 1802 and Title 22 CFR. Yes. Okay. So, um, so dissect uh, the Title 22 CFR. Um, see which uh, uh, a chapter that we'll talk about. Um, but definitely, I found it. And uh, it's somewhere in my document, but I have so many documents, so uh, I cannot look it up at this time. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you for mm -hmm. uh, for letting us know. I thought that that was the case, but I couldn't remember where I'd seen it. Or I talked yeah. about it years ago on on one of the shows with someone. I believe it, I couldn't remember. All American national also call a citizen of the United States of America upper lower case because when I came to this country and uh, when I execute the oath of allegiance, uh, basically oath of allegiance for the nationals um, and not a citizen, uh, that that is required to become American people. Uh, well, that that's required though to, to become under the federal government. Uh, no, actually, there's a federal government is a federal republic called the United States of America, upper lowercase, which is a, a unincorporated uh, a 50 state union. They also call the United States of America. Then there is United States of America incorporated into body politics. So you correct, have to, correct. So you have to, yeah, you have to distinguish which one is which. Um, right. And I believe. They call it the United States of America as a federal republic. And uh, when I came to this country, when I sworn an oath of allegiance to a particular state, I basically became a state citizen. And uh, and because of the states are merged into union, they call it a citizen of the United States of America. And when I signed that form, Basically, there is a word. It says, I, I have intent to become a citizen of the United States in case if a, if a, if a government uh, needs to call me for, let's say, a, a war. Uh, 
then I have to enroll as a citizen of the United States. So I found in the same form that uh, there is a citizen of the United States. Then at the bottom it says, uh, so therefore I become a citizen of the United States of America. And I believe that is an American national. Are you? Okay. Otherwise, well, why would they two different two different language? You know, it clearly stated citizen of the United States, and then at the bottom it says, "Therefore, I become a citizen of the United States of America." And then I have to uh, basically adopt the Constitution, I, and I became the party to the the Constitution and the part of the American people that I believe I became a beneficiary of the the people in that constitution uh, indenture. The constitution is basically it's an indenture of a trust, I believe. And uh, it basically talks about the, the, the uh, United States becoming an agent for the sovereign United States of America. And it, it instructs uh, how to uh, uh, elect the president and that United States is becoming an agent to represent the people. And then their action has to be totally, uh, every single action has to be benefit of the people. That's what, that's what the Constitution is. Right. And if you don't actually adopt the Constitution, uh, then you actually belong to the other Constitution which other people come from some country, and if you don't adapt our constitution, then they are secure under their constitution. So they are not part of the American people. So people do not take an oath of allegiance and become the part of our constitution, then they are not we the people. They are their people. So that's what why is all the noise they- I'm hearing in the background? My God. Who's making so they, all that noise? So they are treated as foreigners, and they are treated as residents because they have no intention to make it permanent home. So when you take an oath of allegiance, at least you have a, a intention to become uh, the build a permanent home here, and you become part of the the society of a man and woman uh, called the the state, the sovereign state. So that is my up on my research. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your input. Um, anybody else? Press star eight if you have a question for our guest speaker. Okay. Tall tale or yeah, tall tale. You've been unmuted. Go ahead. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Are you? Are you, maybe you have your phone muted? Tall tail. Did you want to ask a question? Ah, it's you, Mark, making all that noise. I didn't make any noise. It's quiet. Oh, here. I hear all kinds of. Oh, I'm, maybe it's just your movements. I don't know. It's. It's. Oh gosh, it sounds like scratching. Oh, here, let me try Wait. something. I'll take okay. you off earphone thing. Is this any different? Okay. Um, 
I don't hear any noise at the moment. So, but I don't want to make it difficult for you. I'd I'd rather you be comfortable if you need to. No, that's okay. I I literally just walked across the room because I gave the cat its pill, and that oh, was it. Well, but I didn't right. make any noise. Well, that was probably it, just your movement. But um, tall tale, they're not speaking up, so I guess maybe that was a mistake, them putting their hand up. Tall tale, did you want to say something? All right, well, whatever. If you figure it out, come back on, press star eight. Uh, anybody else have a question? Press star eight. That'll get you in the queue. Uh, otherwise, uh, you can teach us some more, Mark. Some what? You can teach us some more of what you're doing and going to be doing. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, though. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Hang on a second. Okay. Well, we could call um, it a night if you don't have anything else to talk about. I mean, I've, I've given you the overview of what I'm going to do. Unless you want to get into the nuts and bolts of how we got here and whatnot, uh, which I'm not prepared for, but I can talk about. At least I still I didn't lose that when I had my strokes. <laughs> oh, thank God. So I still remember all the research that I've done. Okay, but hold on one but, second. Tall Tale is saying that they were talking, but we couldn't hear them. How about now? Anything? Well, I guess not. It's not working for you, Tall Tale. Maybe it has something to do with your phone or your computer, maybe? Because I unmuted you, but it's not working. So if it works, press star eight and we'll unmute you. But go ahead, Mark, then go ahead and fill us um, in on all of it. I I'm presuming that most folks have seen it. Did you see the uh resignation letter sample that uh Ken worked up? Ken W. I'm trying to think. No, I don't think I saw that. Um let me look. I don't know. I have to look. But uh, in the meantime... It's uh, about a page and a half. And I can read it if you want me to, but... Yeah. Yeah? Okay, this What is it called? What is it called? This is a resignation of the agent for, in my case, Mark Harry Fishman. Ken's uh, name, it no, was no, what, I whatever. I don't see that one. I don't have that one. I have You Must Overcome the Matrix. Uh, this one I have it was resignationofagency.doc. Instructions for acceptance of bond, KW representative, good. private. No, I don't have it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, okay, he worked this up. I'm going to use it, but I'm going to uh, modify it a little bit, but not much. The statement, this statement of resignation and claim of right is presented for filing and shall constitute a public deed record presented for filing. 
whereas certain facts have become known, specifically and particularly the creation of a registered organization having the name, uh, I'll, I'll use my name in here, Mark Harry Fishman, and evidence by the Mark token proof called a certificate of birth, being a public record showing the organization was organized, showing it exists, and whereas the legal name of that registered organization, a state agency, is styled Mark Harry Fishman, and whereas said facts have caused some agents to believe a legal impossibility, and whereas I do not wish to operate any state or government agency, foreign or domestic, I hereby resign from any real or presumed state or government agency or organization and will no longer accept service of process, demands, or notices addressed to said organization as registered agent. How is that for a sentence? I hereby resign from the capacity of registered agent and now assume the person, office, and capacity of general executor of the estate of the agency until persons claiming an interest in the organization or the estate thereof make themselves known. In other words, he's saying, I'm going to take over as general executor until I hear that you've got somebody else, which is a good position to have because you can dispose of the assets or contents of the, the trust. Right? Any and all real or presumed power of attorney claimed by any person is hereby revoked, rescinded, and made void. Any state government, office, officer, agency, or agent shall not conduct the affairs of the organization without the expressed written consent of the general executor of the estate as of this day. I, Mark Harry Fishman, hereby authorize, warrant, and demand that all business and transactions being done within the state of Ohio and using the legal name or legal entity identifiers associated with the registered organization cease. Any and all persons under your office are hereby given notice. No office, officer, agency, or agent shall in any way operate or conduct any affairs of the organization without the expressed and written consent of the acting general executor as of this day. I am also requesting a full accounting of the organizational accounts to determine the condition and solvency of the organization. Please forward to the executor's office a certified copy of any accounts known by your office or other agency or in your possession, including any and all funds, trusts, UCC finance statements, liens, encumbrances, and judgments, etc., concerning the organization. This is a legal request for an accounting of the organization. To clarify, I hereby resign the position of registered agent and discontinue any and all registered offices. Please, if there are any questions of debts owed by the organization, please send all proof of claims and evidences of debts to the Chief Executive Office of the Organization for Payment, Set-Off, Discharge, or Settlement, or otherwise provided for by law. Thank you for your service. And see you on sign it. It's a pretty effective resignation letter. Yeah. Especially taking the Executive Office. 
Uh, Telltale is saying it's good to hear your voice on the radio again. You sound great. Do you have a website anymore? No. No, I don't. Yeah, I tried that one. It said no longer. They wanted $38,000 or something for it. Seriously? Yeah. So somebody hijacked the domain? I guess so. Probably because probably I had it for a lot of years. That was, that was when I was going through the strokes. I, um, well, what was my, it again? Uh, what's that? What was the, the website again? Not a Citizen. Not a Citizen, that's it. Not a Citizen dot yeah. org? Dot com. Dot com, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That was a casualty of my strokes. So like, my strokes uh, knocked me down uh, shortly after the motherboard in, that, in the server I was using failed. So um, somebody Funny was nice enough to, to send me, I don't know, 97 bucks or so, so I could get a new motherboard, and I ordered it, and it came in, and that was about the same time I had the uh, second round of strokes. And so... It was like I can barely. Were you at home load. when you? Was anybody with you when you had them? No, I, while I was sleeping. You had I them woke in your up sleep. At, I woke up in the morning and I walked into the wall and said, "What the hell?" No <laughs> kidding. Wow. So what'd you do? Did you call an ambulance or nine one one or? No, no. I waited do? a couple of days while I tried to figure out what the hell was going on because I didn't didn't recognize right away that I had another round of strokes. Uh, and I thought, yeah. oh, this is weird. I'll get better. This is like vertigo or something. Hmm. And uh, after a couple of days, it wasn't getting any better. So um, I called my daughter to come pick me up because I wasn't going to try and drive and take me over to the hospital. And that's wow. when they... they put me under the MRI machine and said, oh, yeah, he had more. Jeez. So how do you prevent that from happening? Do you take uh, something? I've, I've got medication that I have to take. It, it was working for a while, but I ran out of money, and I couldn't refill my prescription. Oh, and that's when I had the second round was, I don't know, three or four months into not having the meds. Wow. But I'm okay now. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. No more of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, You got to stick around and continue your methodology so that we can all learn from it. (laughs) I'm not being too selfish. (laughs) I got to keep harassing my children and then explain to them what I did, why I did it, and why they might consider it. Consider what? Uh, consider uh, resigning the you office mean, for oh, the person. Okay. Yeah, they probably aren't going to go for it, though. It's up to them. Yeah, but it takes a while to wake up. It's, I mean, there's so many layers of, you know, being dumbed down <laughs> the school system and the TV and all that stuff. It, people don't want, they resist waking up. It's It's like... Rocking the well, boat, you know. Yeah, but you upset. know what? If they don't want to, it's not our job to rouse anybody out of their sleep. That's that's right. I agree. You know, you only you, do so much. You, know. you drop a nugget, and if they're not interested, you, you just walk oh, away. Well. That's fine. You're like the cat that doesn't want to eat that. Fine. Don't eat it. Yep. Yep. i got to agree with you. Well, you know, anyway. Otherwise, anybody, you're just making uh, trouble. I'm sorry? Yeah, you don't need 
you don't want to force anybody into this. I was going to ask if anybody no. has a question or a comment. Put their hand up by pressing star eight. Quantum Grammar. I love that name. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. What happened? Quantum, Quantum Grammar has a question in here. Ask him if he's not the legal person, then who owns the property? Quantum Grammar, you've been unmuted. Did you want... Oh, they keep muting themselves out. So... Maybe they don't want to talk. Quantum Grammar, press star six, and that'll unmute you because I keep doing it, and you keep. Let's see it. He's got a question here. Ask him if he's not the legal person. Then who owns the property? Right, that's the one I just read. So let me tell you what I'm going to try after I'm done separating from the name and I have some kind of settlement from the state. So I'm going to look for any any property that somebody wants to sell, uh, preferably out in the, the woods, out in the country. But uh, I'm going to offer them $50,000 for the house, just for example. And, you know, they're going to say fine, and I'm going to give them a certified bank check for $50,000, and I'm going to give them a, a receipt that I work up. And so they uh, convey to me the, the property described as, and we'll have the meets and bounds and whatnot in there. I'll get that off their uh, uh, original purchase of the property. And then, then I'm just going to write to the local, uh, the county registrar and tell them I purchased the property, take it off the, uh, re- the books. Here's a copy of my receipt. Thank you very much. And then it won't be registered under a fictional name anymore. Okay. I hope that's it for you. Um, I'm going to try it. See what happens. I'm yeah. sure I'll get pushed back from the uh, the state or the county, but that's okay because they they don't have any say in who buys the property and what they do with it, unless you want to let them in on the deal. Well, I don't want them in on my business. Okay. I'm a I'm a private guy. I don't like the state being involved in my life. Really? Not any more than necessary. And in the case of property taxes, it's not necessary. And then I'll arrange fire protection with the fire department directly. I'll pay them an annual fee to give me fire protection. Um. Tall Tale is asking again. I think we went over this original or, or earlier, but uh, my question for Mark is: If you cannot have a bank account, how can you accept payment of your bill from the gov? You can have a bank account. You absolutely can. You got to sit down with the officer at the bank and talk with whoever whoever's in charge. And you may not have to be able to do it through a branch office. You may have to go to the main office. But um, I'm going to go in armed with the uh, uh, court case that says you don't have to have a Social Security number if you don't work for the federal government. 
And I'm going to ask them, so what means I have to have a social security number that you keep asking for? There you go. Anybody else? Nope. Okay. Other folks have done this. They've talked with um, bank managers, and they usually have to fight because they want to resist them. They don't like to open an account that's outside the norm, but they will because the law says they have to. They're not authorized to deny it. KMA Club is asking what court case is that? I don't I don't remember. I have to look it up. I've got it somewhere on my uh, hard drive, but uh, off off the top of my head, I can't. I don't remember where it is, and it might be down on my um, desktop machine, which is at home. I've just got my laptop with me. Okay. Anything else? Anybody else? And there's a lot of callers on here. I'm surprised. Let's see, if you already have property in the fictional name, have you considered having the fictional person sell the property to the national person? That's that's possible, but I think you're going to have trouble because of the the name similarity. I think you would be better off uh, putting it in a common law trust rather than taking it in your name if you're not going to uh, sell it. In other words, if I'm buying a property and it's owned by John Smith and he's selling it to Mark Fishman, that's clearly delineated two separate names and um, you can differentiate the buyer from the seller. But if you're saying the property owned by John Smith is sold to John Smith, that's confusing. That, That could be a problem for you. And particularly if you continue to hold and use that name, you haven't really untangled the mess that's been created. So you'd probably be better off putting it in a common law trust, funding that trust with however much you want, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 50 bucks, and then selling it to the trust um, and transferring the uh, ownership over to the trust. But it's got to be a common law trust. It can't be a lawyer-created statutory trust because that's another fiction. That's a trust not owned and created by a man. What else? Anybody else have any questions? Press star eight. I guess we blew them away, huh? It's really, it's pretty simple. This this whole mess is a fictional system, and everybody knows that. Everybody that's been in this game for a while, they know we know they're acting on fictions, and everybody wants to maintain the fiction, but not be the fiction, or at least not all the time. And the best way I can tell you that if that's what you want is to send every notice, every piece of paper you receive for that name to the Secretary of State principal. Notify the principal that he or she has a claim on their property. 
Okay. Um, let's see here. Good House. Good House of Kings is saying, correct your status to state citizen. Then you are no longer a legal fiction agent, etc. You are considered Mm-mm. as having unalienable rights. By you can't quit state agency without providing notice once you have acted as the agent. Uh, otherwise, you become a, a wayward agent, and the state will come after you because you're not doing your job. <clears throat> You're going to end up in jail. What's the big deal? Send them a letter and say, I quit my agency. I quit being a state agent. What's so hard about that if you don't want to do it? The states will start getting flooded with these things, and they'll watch their whole economic system collapse. Because it's all based on our productivity. Well, we're not federal citizens were state nationals. Okay. <laughs> Let's see here. Oh. I don't know. Oh, here, the, if you relinquish your responsibility for a fictional name, does that eliminate the possibility to establish a factualized trust? Yeah, you call it what you want. A trust is a trust is a trust. Um, it's either statutory or it's common law. A common law trust, no problem. Statutory trust, if you relinquish the name, you can't create one. Uh, hopefully that answers your yeah. question. I'm not sure what a factualized trust is. Shippo on here wants you to um, talk a bit more about the common law trust. Uh, that that's where you, you create a trust as a man, not through the law form, not through registration with the state or through an attorney. That you, you simply write up the trust on a document and you sign it and you have your agents. You have to have at least two people because you can't operate a trust with just one person. Someone has to be the fiduciary, the responsible party, and someone has to be the beneficiary. So those are the, the minimal number of parties to any any trust. And that's common law as well. But a common law trust is just a written trust, and you don't register it anywhere. You keep it private because it's a private document. It's in the private. It's not in the public. Public trusts are what we see all over the place, you know, uh, ABC Bank and Trust, um, Federal Trust Corporation, whatever, anything registered through the statutory laws is a public trust. We don't want a public trust. You want a private trust. And a private trust doesn't advertise anywhere um, that it exists. If If you have a claim against it, like someone wants to bring a suit, you let them know. If that's held in private trust, here's the agent, you can send them a notice. And that's all you have to say. You have to separate the public from the private. 
that's that's so important and so hard to do and to, to get used to thinking that way is difficult for most folks. What's the difference between distinction between what I'm doing and becoming a secured party or a secured creditor for the fiction? Oh. If you if you keep that fiction, the state will conven- conveniently accuse you of this, that, and the other, and claim you because you didn't get rid of it. In other words, if you're doing something they don't like, they will find a way to grab you, hang you up, throw you in jail, do whatever they can do because you were their property in their eyes. I'm going to terminate that entirely. I, I'm saying, no, I don't have anything to do with this. I don't want anything to do with it. Get rid of it. I'm just operating as a man out here. If you got a claim against me, bring it. Let's talk. The Bible tells you how to settle claims. First, you go to the one you, that you've got a claim against. You explain what your problem is and, and ask them what they're going to do about it. If that doesn't work, take two, three, four people. Try again. If that doesn't work, then you take them to court. But you, you'd have to go to common law court if you're going after me. And, I, and I've resigned the agency on the name. Tall tale. Oh, no, we can't hear you. Tall tale okay. wrote a, another question for you in the chat. Who did? The sole owner, Tall Tale. The uh, sole owner of a corporation is sued, and both the owner's legal name and corp name is the, is named as defendants. How would you approach a defense? I would hire an attorney because it involves a corporation, which is clearly a legal fiction. And a, a corporation requires an attorney to represent it at law. So find a good attorney and ask him or her uh, about the correct approach, the best route to take. <laughs> All right. Bob T. Southeast Colorado. I'm totally blown away. Can't sit still. Going to be up all night writing my resignation letter. Again, you've got to, you, you can't just jump into this. You've got to be sure of all the impacts. Think about car registrations, home ownership, whatever obligations or, or um, things you have out there. You've got to protect them. Now, I can talk about one way to do that. And that's to file a lien on property you want to protect. So you have a car, you have a house. You can file a lien because you haven't been reimbursed for all the years taking care of the property, for buying the property, for maintaining the property. But nobody ever thinks to sit down and, and put together a list of how much have they done? How many times you mow the lawn? How many pipes did I fix? How many times did I recover the roof or replace a ceiling fan? Or all, all the money and the effort we put into maintaining our property that we never get paid for because we think of it as ours. And then you I find out... Come up with, I have to come uh, up with two grand to take care of a termite problem I'm having. Yeah, not really though. You know. But... 
it's it's not your problem to deal with, but it is until you start notifying the Secretary of State and hold their feet to the fire because it's their their problem, their property. But but if you want to protect what you've invested so far, you've got to put a lien on the property before you take any other action because you want your lien to be the first in line behind any mortgage. So whatever is owed on the mortgage would get paid first and your lien would get paid next and there'd be nothing left for anybody else. So these are the things you have to think about before going forward. Now let me ask you this. If you put a lien on yourself, your property, and let's say you did it one of those um, UCC 11 searches to see if there are any liens on you, would it show that there's a lien on you? Yeah, if you've done it right. If you put it on the property correctly. Well, you can have a law firm help you if you need to. Well, no, I'm just saying because, you know, the government has lien or says they have liens on me, but I did a UCC 11 search and it shows, says there are no no liens on me. Oh. So, uh, I just didn't know if uh, it would show up on a, le- on a UCC 11 lien search, debt search. But anyway. I, uh, I don't know. But you do have to have to file it and record it at the recorder's office, say in the case of your house, the county recorder's office. So anybody that checks the county recorder's office would find it. Very interesting. Well, yeah, you have to keep us uh, updated on your progress and how it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting what you're doing, and if you know you're, are you you're copying Ken W's process? Yeah, it's it's basically the same thing he did. Do you know anyone else that has had? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I don't know anyone else that has done this. I'm always up for trying something new that won't land me in jail. <laughs> this is actually a way to keep out of it, but you give up your all rights to use the courts because they're all corporate courts. Um, wow. There's another question here. By retiring your agency completely, what are the implications for Social Security? That's not you. It's not yours. And it wasn't paid for by you, the man. Uh, so the implications are there is no Social Security, which is why you sue the state for unpaid agency. In other words, they roped you into being an agent, and you didn't realize it, and they never paid you, and they owe me, in my case, 41-plus years of service. Well, 41 years of service with an unnegotiated contract is going to be very expensive because I'm not a cheap guy. Have you arrived at an amount? I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'll sue them for $1 million per year. That's not what I expect to get, but that's an opening number to start with. I really just want them to come to the table and and talk to me and say, all right, give us uh, 10 months to figure out how much we owe you. And I'll tell them, okay, give me uh, $10,000 a month in advance while you go do that. Because you know this thing's worth at least 100000 so give it to me now. 
go do your your homework and get back with me in ten months. That'd be perfectly fine by me. Yeah. Well, let us know how it goes. I hope you are successful. Yeah, I do too. Show the rest of us how to do it. Yeah, I hope I am too. You deserve it. It's really the only thing I have to go after anymore. I mean, I'm too old to learn something new. You know, I lost my my whole history on how to earn a living. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to dig up this old stuff and pick it up where Ken left off and move forward. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Maybe. You know, shortly after I I thought about that and made the decision, that's when I got the uh, email from you saying, be on my call. It's like confirmation, like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, all things work together for good, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. (laughs) Well, yeah. At At any rate, I'll quit the agency of the the person, and then it'll be almost impossible to sue me, which is okay. It's not a bad thing, but I'm not going to go hurt middle, people. Down the middle is asking another question there. Do you see it? Let's uh, begin in the call. You're saying the home we own outright is actually owned by the state? Yes, because the home that you own was purchased in the name on the birth certificate and was was signed for by the agent whose name is on the birth certificate. And that's why nobody owns their home. Nobody uh, can have clear title to anything. And we're trading fiat currency. That's why you have to ask permission all the time to do anything. Right. That's why all of those codes and rules... Want to dig a well in your backyard? Good luck. Yeah. You want to dig for oil? My, yeah, I think luck. my mortgage paper said something about you, you, you can't drill or I don't own any of the mineral rights to my land. But I don't even I don't think I own the land. I just own the house on top of the land. If that. Yeah, but that means if they want to harvest the minerals that are in the land, and you don't own the mineral rights, they can. Um, horizontal bore under your property. That's, what, that's right. That's what they do. They do that. But not yeah. here where I live, but I mean in other cases. Uh-huh. Yeah. Means that they held, held their right to do that if they so desire. Gotcha. Don't mind if your house right. falls in a hole. It's okay. <laughs> Sentient for you is saying you have not removed your home from the county property tax rolls. Your land is subject to state's jurisdiction. Right, which is what I'm talking about. Do a private uh, sale between me and whoever's selling the property and uh, tell them I'll make the notices. You don't have to do anything else. Here's your money. Mm -hmm. Give me the, the deed of sale and we're done. Then I'll notify the state. Else is in there. Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to continue on, or? Um, uh, oh wait, Jerry seventy one has his hand up. 
Go ahead, Jerry. You've been unmuted. Hello, Angela. Hi. I do have a question. question. Sure do, for Mark, yes. In the beginning of the show tonight, he mentioned that uh, since the bankruptcy of 1933, the statements that we get in the mail uh, are really uh, a way to pay the pay off that uh, particular bill on the bottom of the statement. If I'm not mistaken, that's what he was alluding to. Uh, no, if if he, no, he, no, no, no. I said if you okay. if you look at the definition definition for an agent of an agency, he yes. can receive service. In other words, bills, notices, claims, such and such. The duty of an agent is to forward those claims to the principal. So any bill you receive, the proper thing we should have been doing all this time is sending them on to the Secretary of State. But we don't do that. We pay them. Now, technically, if you want to really get into the nuts and bolts, we should be depositing any monies that we receive that we earn with the Secretary of State, as well as giving them all the bills. Some people won't like that. Some people will love that. Just depends how much you make. That would be okay. the secretary of the. That would be the secretary of the state that that you were born in. Correct. I see. Okay, that was what I was wanting to know. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. KMA Club says, "Have you made that work?" I, no, because I'm just talking about resigning the agency. Um, because I'm done. I don't have any bills. Since I had those uh, strokes, I stopped working, and uh, I don't have any bills, anything that I can send off. But um, uh, I'm quitting the agency entirely. I'm turning it all back over to the state. Hell, why not? not, not How are you living? How are you living? Savings. Oh, wow. Good for you. And I have another question. Are yeah, you, but it's wait, a little early. Are you living little, are you, Wait, are you living alone? Are you living with your daughter? What's happening? No, I'm I'm with my sister. She's divorced okay, by herself, so I'm divorced by yeah. myself, so Perfect. I just don't want to see you be alone. Oh, because, no, I'm not alone. Know. I'm bored, but not alone. <laughs> All right, go I ahead, Jerry. Question. Yeah. Ahead. Uh the, then if if you had the strokes and uh, you called your daughter and she took you to the hospital, there, I assume there was some hospital bills. Did you just pay those yourself or did you have uh, some sort of an insurance that paid those at this time? Um, I, there was some insurance. It didn't pay all the bills. It paid some of them and I paid the rest. Whatever insurance didn't cover. I see. You didn't send in uh, the... Uh, statement to the Secretary of State to the state you were born in? No, I wasn't that far along on my research at that time. So so it, I thought you could do that, but I wasn't certain. So I didn't didn't try. Especially, I just had, had those strokes and I wasn't functioning right. And uh, I didn't want to get into a hassle over the bills. So I went ahead and took care of them. Well, I'm sure glad you're feeling better, and uh, I was oh, me an too. avid listener. I was an avid listener to your show. Oh, okay. Congrats. 
congratulations on that, getting better. Thank you. I'm out. Oh, thanks. All right, thanks, Jerry. Okay, next up is PA Free Woman again. Go ahead, my dear. You better mute it. Oh, I, I found... There you go. I found uh, one American National. Here we go. Title 22 CFR 71.1. It says the protection of Americans abroad. Americans are abroad from the District of Columbia. So I believe this is what they're talking about. Um, Americans are in foreign country, which is the 50 state of the union is foreign country. Yeah, so uh, foreign that, to, to Washington, D.C. Yeah, so what it says here, it says officers of the foreign services shall perform such duties in connection with the protection of American nationals abroad as may be imposed upon them by rules and regulations prescribed by the Secretary of State. So there are American national language that they used um, in different places. Right. Which would be the collective state nationals. Yeah. So people said uh, they never seen American nationals. They are not reading uh, all these statutes and codes that they, they, they're writing. So um, got to read these things. Well, I think right. it was more that he could, didn't see them in any court cases. And he oh, the court, court, that, will, court will never say that. The judges will never get involved in, in such thing and give some ideas to people. <laughs> but the, well, it, they it don't was want anything in, on the record. Huh. Yeah. Um. And also, also, um. American Judas uh, prudence uh, basically talks about uh, if the nationals is not recognized, then uh, have to give a notice to the head of the uh, department and uh, bring the head of the department to the court. And you could actually uh, get decree um, being a national. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, yep. Let's see. Next up, we have down the middle. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Hi. Mark, um, I have a yep. question for you. Um, earlier in the show, you said something about if you receive a presentment from the IRS, uh, it's basically just an offer, and you respond to them back that you don't accept their offer. Uh, I ran across something recently called the Great American Adventure. I don't know if you've seen it. It's by a guy named Judge Dale. He's a retired judge, and uh, he got fed up with all the uh, uh, the trickery that the, uh, the elites are, are using and uh, wrote this 120-page uh, epistle on uh, some of the some of the um, uh, the trickery that that they're pulling on us. So one of the one of the things he um, says at the very end is, when you let's say if you receive a citation for speeding or whatever, uh, you just write across the face of the citation, 
I do not accept this offer to contract, and I do not consent to these proceedings. And then you uh, mail it, mail it back. You do it in a blue wet ink or purple wet ink. Um, mail it back to the court, and uh, and and it should go away. If they try it again, you just re uh, redo it. I do not accept this offer to contract, and I do not consent to these proceedings. Um, I see. I, I'd rather just quit that name entirely, and when the cop writes you the ticket and drags you in the in the jail, you just look at everybody and go, "I'm not a legal fiction. Why am I here? Why have I been kidnapped? Why has my property been stolen?" And when it gets you in the court, the judge is going to say, "Get him out of here now." And now, now Judge Dale recommended. He said that uh, he's seen it used effectively in Florida, where you uh, register the name of uh, the fiction, and then uh, if somebody uses it, you can you can sue them for trademark infringement. You can try that, but it's not your property. You're only the agent. Well, no, it, after you register it, it is your property. No, it's not. Try and get the original documents used to create the name back from the state in which you were born. I guarantee you they will not give you the original documents. Well, guarantee I'm not, you. I'm not saying that uh, those documents, that you own those documents. I'm saying if you register, if you get a trade name, a trademark, if your it's name. your, but if it's your name, that's your property, and anything in the, the name of that property is yours. So if the state has a registration in that name, you are within your bounds to say, "I now own that name. Give me all my property. That's got my name on it. That's mine." They will not give you the registration documents back because it's their property. They registered the name. Right, right. I understand that. Okay. So they, they created it as their name. Correct. They took the form that your parents sent in and created a name and a property and then gave you a certificate validating that the name has been created and is valid and sent that back to you. Well, back yeah, to your parents. I understand that aspect of it, but what I was uh, a little confused on is, if, um, uh, granted, they did create it. They created all the documents around it, but they did not register it as a registered trademark. If you're the first one to register the name as a registered trademark, uh, my belief was that you would you would own that name. Okay, so so let me put a scenario in your head, and you tell me if you think I'll, I'll own the stuff afterwards. I, I'm Joe Blow. I'm developing a uh, fuelless leaf blower. You don't have to put any fuel in it. It doesn't require electricity or air. It runs off the air. It's the greatest okay. thing. I'm developing it in my garage. I come up with a name, and I, I uh, file a, a trademark patent, and I start to market it, but I don't put a trademark on the name, and you do. Can you come take everything that I own and that I worked on and claim it as uh, yours? You can You can see, have them cease and desist the use of the name. 
Why can't you take everything? You said you own it. You're the first one to register. You own it. No, no, it's just the name. They can't, they can't use the name. So they, if they try to use your name on a, a citation or a, a legal presentment or something like that, they're uh, infringing on uh, the uh, the trademark. It, it just depends. Like if somebody, let's say if somebody uses the name Tyvek uh, for something, uh, Dupont can go sue them for using the name Tyvek. It depends. Only if they use it in a competing market. If I use Tyvek as a baby toy, and they're registering Tyvek as a coating to protect the surface, they got no claim. That's already been in the courts. Unless Tyvek's used in toys, which it is. Well, okay, then pick something. Rubber tires, uh, buttons. I don't care. Something that doesn't compete in the market that they're in. Okay. You see my point. I, I do, but I see so many problems that, from my perspective, I'm better off just getting rid of it entirely. Okay. And if they don't have a uh, a common law court available, well, let me know when you do if you want to sue me. I'll do the same if I want to sue someone else. So how how are we going to know whether you're successful? Well, I'll, we'll do another call. Okay. I'll let Angela know and we'll do another call. Well, we can do several of them as I go through the process. And I'm expecting at some point that I'll have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. It depends what it, what it says, what they want. We'll see, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they ask for a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, that's to limit their liability? Well, no, to limit everybody and their brother quitting the name and suing the states all over the place. <laughs> they don't want millions of lawsuits against the state all at the same time. That'd be a nightmare. Well, that, that's what we want to know. <laughs> well, yeah, I understand. Like I said, it, it just depends on what they're offering, what I'm going to get out of it. And if I'm not going to get anything, I'm not going to be quiet. But I am quitting the name regardless. Okay. Well, good luck. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign off. What do I do? Star six? Uh, I think so. Um, I, I, I can mute you out. It's fine. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Next up is quad five two one zero eight. You've been unmuted. Hello. How you doing? Hi. Hey. Just kind of coming in on the kind of tail end of the, the conversation a little bit. Uh, what the question I had was I wanted to find out. How do you know or what evidence is there to say that you're the agent for the state? Oh, Ken's been over this. Have you ever listened to any of Ken W.'s calls? Uh, No. uh -uh. Okay. He's been on the Angelus call before. You have to go back to the talk shoes, uh, I don't know, six pages, seven pages back, something like that. Um, uh, It's a year and a half, two years. But she's got him on there. If you listen to his calls, he covers it in in depth. Um, that's why I wasn't going in depth on on that tonight because it's already been done. 
but um, basically that birth certificate is evidence that the state created an agency and offered it to you. And when you use it, like getting a driver license, that's your acknowledgement of acceptance of the agency offer. They don't tell us any of this, but that's what's happening. Right. I mean, I understand that, but I guess that's what I'm trying to understand. I mean, so I mean, so how how would you prove that? Like, if you're saying you're you're writing in a letter to the Secretary of State saying I I quit the agency, I mean, do they respond back stating okay? Well, uh, in your letter, that's that's what you ask them for. Uh, sending back a notification that you received this and and uh, any other agencies that I should notify. And see what you get back. If it's wrong, you'll get back a we don't know what you're talking about kind of letter, a dumb form letter. But it's not wrong. You can quit the agency. And uh, they'll, they'll acknowledge it and send you back a letter like they did with Ken. I mean, so just as far as not speaking of Ken, since that was a couple of years ago in regards to what you're speaking of, what is your evidence that, that you're the agent of of the state? Because that's what's written in law. If you look up the um, uh, definition or the, the statutory definition for an agent, uh, it's, it's in there. If you look up um, all the statutory laws on, on regarding birth certificates and why they're issued, who's, who, allowed, who they're allowed to be issued for, uh, you got to do a lot of reading, but it's in there. I've already done that. I'm not... What's that? In where? It's in the law. It's in the statutory uh, codes. Okay. So if you want to... I'm saying, so do you you have something personally yourself to say, hey, here's my evidence that I'm the agent uh, of the state and I'm rescinding or I'm quitting the agency based off my evidence that I am an agent of the state? Do you have that yourself personally at this time to... To, to notice them from that standpoint? Because I think, like you said, you may just get something back saying, hey, you know, what are you talking about? I mean, is there a specific um, uh, office of the, of the Secretary of State that you send it to? Because they have different divisions at the Secretary of State's office. Is there a particular, you know, division or send, send office that, that you No, I'm just going to send it to the uh, head of the Secretary of State's office. Whoever the Secretary of State is at the time, that's who's going to receive it. They can direct it wherever they want. So but you, my, le- returning... my legal obligation is to give them notice. Okay. I mean, so are you returning the birth certificate back to them if, since you're saying that that is... No, no, I'm just what, sending them a letter what... saying I quit. Um, it's the letter I read earlier. But maybe you, you didn't hear it. at the it... beginning of the call, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, I just, yeah if you I listen earlier, like I, I read through it, but... Um, I'm just going to send them a, a notice that I'm not going to be the registered agent anymore. 31 days after they receive it, I'm done. They got a 31-day period where they can assign someone else or terminate the agency. Then they're going to get a bill for 41 years of unpaid service. Can, can that's you do that's like when it will get interesting. What's that? Can, can you do like the form uh, 56 and, and have them registered as the... Uh, I forgot what they call it with that with that form fifty six. And that's, then that's, whenever, whenever for, that's for get, artificial that's for artificial entities. 
Why do I want to use a form for an artificial entity when I'm trying to quit with the artificial entity? Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If if you're saying that that uh, you know that they created the artificial entity, why not you know give them I guess all the responsibility so when bills or anything does come, you can direct all that to them at that point. They already have it. We haven't done it, but they already have that. We talked about that earlier on the call. The proper thing to do when you receive anything addressed to that um, state-created name is to forward it to the Secretary of State or the office he designates for handles, for settlements that offer closure. None of us have been doing that. Um, so, like, if you were born in a different state, uh, you send it you to the Secretary to... of State where the child was born. Okay, that so is responsible. Matter... Okay, so it doesn't matter where where you reside. If you reside in a different state, just still send Correct. it to the original state. Okay. Yep, it doesn't matter. Just send it to the original state, Secretary of State. In fact, you know what? Say you have a credit card or something. Well, pay it online or or over the phone by doing a transfer from your bank, and then send the original bill to the Secretary of State and do that for two or three months and see if you start seeing credits show up on your account. Mm -hmm. Okay. That way, A, you don't hurt your credit, and B, they finally got around to it and got it in gear. Damn, now I can send them all the bills. Okay, okay. So, so, like so again, just no specific division or office, just just the head of the secretary of state, and I guess they are directed to where it needs to go at that point, possibly. Yeah, I would include a letter that says, "I'm sending this to you, as I don't know what agency to direct it to, though it is your responsibility. If you want me to direct it to, to a particular agent or agency, let me know. Until then, I'm going to send them to you." So do you just put just your name saying, hey, here's the, the name? Do you put the social security number? Do you put the the, the birth certificate number or anything of that nature to, to reference? No, if I was going to do this, I, I would send a letter like I just described. I would include a copy of the birth certificate, just a photocopy, not notarized or anything, okay. and uh, reference that in the letter. Attached is the birth certificate for the registered name, uh, the, to which I reference, and I'm going to start sending you bills, and then start sending the bills in, okay. and see what they have to say. They're either going to tell you to quit sending them or say, oh, "We want you to send them over here to this address, this department." Gotcha. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's what the law says. That they they are responsible for paying for their agencies. Well, these are their agencies, but we never send the bills for them into the proper agent, into the proper principal, rather. Now, you got to remember, if, say, you make a million dollars a year and you're living on half a million dollars a year, well, you got a half a million dollar surplus that's also property of the state. So you got to decide how much of that can I keep and then send the rest off to the state. So there's a downside. It's not all pluses. You can't give them all the debt and not give them any of the credit. Works on both sides. 
You can take it all or you can leave it all. Hello? Hey. Hey. Yes, Uh, go ahead, great to do. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, leave a comment. The people that were looking for evidence of the uh, of the agency, one thing that uh, Ken W. was telling everybody is that in Kentucky Revised Statutes 213.051, and that is titled Contents of the Birth Certificate, and it talks about, you know, the person who assumes the custody of a live-born infant of unknown parentage shall report on a form in a manner prescribed by the state registrar within 10 days to the Cabinet of Health and Family Services and the following information. The date and place of the finding, the sex, color, or race, the approximate birth date of the child, the name and address of the person or institution in which the child has been placed for care, name given to the child by the custodian of the child, and other data as required by the state registrar, blah, 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 blah. Now, if the child is identified and has a certificate of birth is found or obtained, the report registered under this section shall be placed in a special file that shall not be subject to inspection except upon order of a circuit court. That's from, uh, like, 2005, I guess. But he was telling everybody to go look at that and compare it to your state. Also, you might check out um, the Chicago Styles Manual, where the name of an organization cannot be confused with that of a living individual, so it must be styled with the all caps. And also, you might look at the definition of what dog Latin is. And dog, dog Latin, Latin is what? Go ahead. No, I was just saying dog Latin. Okay, yeah, I'm dog writing Latin. it down. Go ahead. Yeah, dog Latin is is a is a is a corrupted form of English and Latin mixed together. It's the all caps. Now, if, if there's dog Latin <laughs> on any document, it corrupts the gloss of the paperwork. So basically, it's it's fine language for the illiterate because it doesn't follow the rules of English grammar because there's no rule in English grammar at any time. And you can get an English expert on this too and put them on the witness stand if you want and ask them questions. When is it appropriate to uh, write your name in all capital letters? Because it's supposed to be a proper noun because it's a person, place, a thing. And a proper noun, we all know, has the first letter in caps. So having this, once you get the second letter, it becomes gibberish and it's unreadable. You see? But we're all trained. We watch, you know, Wheel of Fortune and everything's in all caps and we're name and all this stuff. Everything that we get is always in all caps. And we don't realize that they're not speaking English. Oh, that's in uh, Black's Law Dictionary. Uh, something capitalist, de minimis, capitalist, the the minutio, the minutio, right? Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's, in, that's all in blacks, right? And dog Latin's in there too, and I'm not near my 
Black's fifth edition, but you you should write that down and look that up too because it's basically these guys in Australia figured it out and they went to court and they were asking the judge what language is this because uh and what what uh what rules are you using to speak this language because it's not English and he points at the Chicago Styles Manual and the the um Oxford Styles Manual and because they're in Australia, he wants to know what styles manual are they using for this language. And basically what was happening is the judge in the courtroom didn't have a high enough rank in their system to answer the question. Either he didn't know or he didn't, wasn't authorized to answer because there's too many people around or something. But basically he was un, unprosecutable because they couldn't move past that. They didn't know what to say or do about his questions, and he wouldn't let it go. So they just kept, like, beating their cases and stuff. And there's videos of them online. They got lots and lots of videos. And basically, I think it's called uh, the Glossa Channel, G-L-O-S-S-A. And the Glossa is like this film. It's like a layer, like a glossy type of layer that goes over top of, of of all your documents, it's invisible. You know, it's not really shining or anything, but that's the the layer that that's there. And if it's corrupted in a way, then the whole document is is fabrication. It's a counterfeit. It, it has no force or effect or anything because the one part is 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 corrupt. Yeah, it so doesn't the, represent the 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 document in its true form. That's right, why it's right. corrupt. Right, yeah. And if you go to, like, Glossa Channel, you'll see, what's his name? Romley Stewart, R-O-M-L-E-Y Stewart. And he, he's done, like, a hundred different videos, and he's got another channel that's called The Justinian Deception. Okay, now, Justinian was a, uh, a Roman... Um, Emperor, you see, because the 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 one guy um, split the the empire into two, and he made that that other capital uh, Constantinople, right? Constantine left right. Rome and said, "I'm going to set up my own capital over here." So Justinian was his next in line for the emperor of Rome in that second capital. This is like the east and the west, right? So Justinian wanted to reunite uh, the two empires, right? He wanted to reunite the capitals. So this was like in 524 A.D. or somewhere around there, where he came up with the concept of the person, the dog Latin, uh, the the all caps, all this stuff comes from Justinian. And it's been going on for 1,500 years. You know, so, I mean, these the Australians have figured this stuff out, and they've got it pretty good. But there's a website called the Justinian Deception, um, I think it's .com or .org or something, but just type that in, Justinian Deception, and um, basically what they're saying is that uh, God is an acronym, G-O-D, is the grantor of dominion. Okay, that's why God is always on you know, capital letters and stuff like that, because it's an acronym for the grandeur of dominion, and and you can type that in, God is the grandeur of dominion, and it'll come up on that page. 
we read this whole article where it's like the keys to Rome and all this kind of stuff, but it, it details the whole history of everything that I just basically told you, the punchline. But um, yeah, it's really cool to look at this stuff and research it, but if you want evidence, you just start piling this stuff up. I mean, if you really want to look, you need to know the areas where to go. And these would be some areas that I would start to say, hey, what's this got to do with me? Because, you know, you got dog Latin on here. You I don't know what language it, this is or what, your, what, what styles manual you're using or what, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I just want to leave a comment there. And if you write down that, again, that, that Kentucky Revised Statute, I guess Ken W was in Kentucky, but it's Kentucky Revised Statute 213.051. And basically, it's like if you find your birth certificate, they have to seal theirs, like if you were adopted or something. Yeah, I've got the uh, the guy's website up if you if you want me to give the address. Uh, it's, a word, it's, it's, it's a WordPress site. Okay, hold on. Let me get this open. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go what ahead. Is it? All right, Justinian, J-U-S-T-I-N-I-A-N, Deception, D-E-C-E-P-T-I-O-N, dot WordPress, dot com. Yeah, Justinian Deception, all one word. Right, dot WordPress, dot com. Yeah, that's a really great article, and it's like... Yeah, number one on this on the, the uh, under what type uh, slash audio, Justinian and the dog Latin deception. Yeah, Romney Stewart. Yeah, this is it. Concept of modern slavery. Yeah. And grammatical crimes of corporate government, courts, and force agencies by the use of dog Latin, a debased, criminal, immoral, foreign written language that renders all such dog Latin documents. Tendered by such corporate private governments as counterfeit. Dog Latin is unhyphenated, case Latin symbolic text, which follows the grammatical rules of English, but not the grammatical rules of Latin. Yeah, so it's a, it's a counterfeit language. But when you ask them what language is this, because it's not following English, like, you know, they they, they were stuck. They were and this guy had, like, another guy, a partner, where he's, like, walking his dog. They don't, I don't think they're working together anymore. They went in different directions. Some skinny guy, I can't remember his name either, but he's got, like, a channel on YouTube. It's called G2, something like that. I don't know. But he's walking his dog, and a cop pulls up next to him and is like, hey, I got this uh, paperwork for you. He's like, no, no, I don't know nothing about it. No, thank you. I don't want your offer. But then... The guy's like, oh, yeah, I know, I don't care, just, you know, I wanted to let you know we got some paperwork here for you. So he walks over to the guy's truck, and he's like, hey, uh, yeah, you know, they just want to sue you because you sent threatening emails or something. He goes, no, no, it was hacked, I don't know nothing about that. You know, I don't want to contract with you guys. And then, you know, the cop was really nice, and just he just drove away and was like, okay, you know, I'll just tell him, you know, that I talked to you and whatever, but I don't think he went to jail because he's still out there running around. You know, but it basically it all comes down to the contract and and them using this, you know, foreign debased language to make you think that it's you that's involved, but it's really not. 
you know. Say, wait, I don't see my name anywhere on here. Is you sure this is due with me? But they kind of get you at the mailbox because what are you doing opening the mail and then showing up to court? They gave you the court date and all that kind of stuff. So you kind of kind of go in there and go, oops, I thought this was mine, but I see it doesn't have my name on it. I just wanted to return this to you. You know, it says you're being sued. I don't know what that has to do with me. Yeah, because in Australia, <laughs> they send you a letter that says, oh, you have to come to court. You're, you are being sued because such and such a whatever. So the guy goes there and goes, this document I got here says you're being sued. So what's that have to do with me? <laughs> I'm me, not you, right? He did the whole who's on first kind of thing. Which one of right. Which one of us is is you? So, yeah, it's kind of fun to get into these areas when you're not looking at a lot of trouble. You know, you can kind of mess with them a little bit more and you have a little more guts or whatever, you know, but if you are in trouble for something very serious where you're looking at it five years or something, you know, it might be better yeah. to... Uh, well, that's that's why it's so important for folks to far, start following the rules. It was set up so any notice you receive that there's something due or you've got to do something, you forward it to the principal. Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. You're only the agent of record. That means you receive notices, but you're not authorized to act on them. Yeah, you even, uh, what is it, Title V is government and government organizations. Okay, subsection 551 is in chapter uh, whatever that has to do with administrative processes. If you go to section 551, part 8, you just got to scroll down a little bit to 8, and it goes to license, right? It gives you the definition of a license. And this page used to be like three sentences. So license is agent registration or other permissions. Register, register, agent registration or other permissions. But now it's like a whole page of definitions. But it's still kind of similar what they said on license. They give you a couple other choices there. It's kind of like multiple choice. It could mean this, 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 or agent registration and other permissions. Okay? So by taking the... And the, it used to be the rule, right, that the birth certificate could not be used as identification. Because right. If I knew your details, I could go down to the vital statistics and pick up a birth certificate, your birth certificate, right? Right, right. Plus, you could go get 10 copies of it and leave them laying around all over town. Maybe maybe you drop one in the parking lot and I pick it up and go, oh, hey, look, I'm Mark uh, Fishman now. Cool. Yeah. Let's go get some ID and, and some credit cards and run it up, right? So sure. the birth certificate doesn't really identify the person presenting it. So when we go down to the DMV to, to register as this agent for the organization, that's basically the only thing we can be doing because they require that for the ID, and it doesn't identify you. So it, you have to identify the organization that was organized under that certificate. By the state. Right, right. And and you would have to resign for every state that you got a driver's license or ID card because, see, when you get the regist when you become a registered agent and you give them the address, 
that becomes a branch office of the main organization, okay? So you're operating a business out of your house by acting as the agent, you see? Correct. So if you went to Arizona and you got an ID in 1996 and it don't expire till 2060, because that's how they do it in Arizona, you you got a license for like 50 years. You're going to have to go back and send them a letter to say, hey, I want to resign this. And you notice how they're so uptight. If you're if you come in from out of state and you're like, oh, I just moved to the area, and you get pulled over for not using the turn signal, and the cop wants to jump all over you and tell you to change your address, <coughs> they're so adamant that they have that address correct because they want you to accept the service of process. Correct. Right. So, you know, I mean, you could try different things like, you know, address be not recognized and things like that when they spell your name in all caps. But, you know, you're probably not going to get bills anymore because the mailman's going to be like, all right, I'm sick of this. Is there a person here by this name? And they'll write a little note in your mailbox. And you can yeah. write on there. There's not really a lot of room to write on one of those little cards, but you can say, oh, there's no person here by that by that name. But, uh, yeah, and you, you're going to get all your utilities shut off and... Yeah, you won't yeah. get your mortgage bill. and. Well, here's it's... another thing that Adam used to say. I don't know if you know Adam from uh, uh, Adam Vic Beck, formerly known as Vic Beck from Canada. Yeah, yeah. And he would tell the story about the guy who was calling the power company. They were mailing him the, the bills, and he's called the power company and said, yeah, I want to pay this bill, but because of my religious beliefs, you know, God is no respecter of persons, and I don't want to identify as a person, so just correct my name, and uh, I'll pay the bill. And that went on for like nine months, a year, went by, and they never shut off his power, and every month it was the same thing. You need to change, if you change that to identify me, you know, I'll pay the bill. And I'm sure they try to get him pay off the phone. I mean, it's 2017, right? Yeah. So you just make the religious claim that you don't want to be identified as a person because God is no respecter of persons, right? So you kind of, they're at an impasse because they can't deal with the man, you see? Right. But they never... Well, and, and what you don't know is, in, in the background, what the part you don't see is they're probably sending the bill to the state already. And they're sending the second bill to you thinking, we'll get double paid. By everybody. Well, the the power supply is built by the taxpayers, right? They get the loan or the grant money from the taxes. Well, the, the living the people do plant. all the work. They do everything. So the fictions aren't really entitled to claim anything, except that we let them. Because we don't object and we agree to be fictions and play this game. And it's just a game. I'm just tired of it. I'm done. Are you Are you familiar with the uh, Trading with the Enemy Act? Yeah. In Title Title Forty Four One Eight Seven E. Mm-hmm. Section Seven E. I think so. When I read my that, memory. When I read that, man, I was like, "Holy crap! This is this is this is it. That's the end game right there." Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. 
uh, 40 stat, 40 stat, 418, section 7E. Now, when you look at this, I go to, uh, where is it? I go to ushouse.gov or something like that. See if I can find it. You actually got to go to the yeah uscode.house.gov. Is that it? It doesn't seem to be showing up here. But basically, that is 12 USC 95A, which is always admitted. But it says that um, if if you deposit, transfer, or sign anything, then you um. Let's see, yeah, I got the right page now. Uscode.house.gov forward slash statviewer.htm. Okay, right here. No person shall be held liable for in any court for any. Hold on. No person shall be held liable in any court for or in respect to anything done or omitted in pursuant to any order, rule, or regulation made by the president under the authority of this act. Any payment, conveyance, transfer, assignment, or delivery of money or property made to the alien property custodian. Here under shall be full acquittance and discharge for all purposes of the obligation of the person making the same to the extent of the same. Alien property custodian and such other persons as the presidents may appoint shall have the power to execute, acknowledge, and deliver any such instrument or instruments may as may be necessary or proper to evidence upon the record or otherwise such acquittance and discharge and shall, in case of payment, alien property custodian of any debt or obligation owed to an enemy or an ally of an enemy, deliver up any notes, bonds, or other evidence of indebtedness or obligations or any security thereof, in which the enemy of all or ally of an enemy had any right or interest that may have come into possession of the alien property custodian with like effect as if he or they respectively were duly appointed by the enemy or the ally of the enemy, creditor or obligee, the president shall issue to every person so appointed a certificate of appointment and authority of such person, and shall certificate shall be received in evidence in all courts within the United States, wherever any such certificate of authority shall be offered to any registrar, clerk, or any recording officer, federal or otherwise, within the United States, such officers shall record the same in like manner as power of attorney. And such record or duly certified copy thereof shall be received in evidence in all courts of the United States or other courts within the United States. Okay, now you see there, it says that you can't be held liable for anything as far as rules and, and uh, regulations and orders, as long as you give give you know, payments, conveyance, transfer, assignment, or delivery, and 
persons who are authorized to do this have some kind of certificate. Now, everybody's running around with some kind of certificate last time I checked, right? Right. And it is always accepted in court. When you bring it in and you hold that thing up, they get awfully nervous, right? You say, yeah, I got your person right here. Serve them. <laughs> but, yeah, that's um, that's trading with the enemy act because, look, we 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 got like four different wars going on right now, right? You got the war on poverty, the war on crime, the war on uh, drugs, war on terrorism, right? So they don't know if you're fine one day and the next day you're not fine, you know. So there's really no peace treaty with all these wars going on, and this is it. This is the peace treaty right here, Section Seven E. Because you can't be held liable, right? So right. I'm thinking you, you put that on just everything, right? Because, all right, look, Federal Reserve notes are obligations of the United States. So here, if you make any payment, conveyance, transfer, assignment, or delivery of money or property to the alien property custodian, you see? So basically, you assign it to, you assign it to them transfer it to them, and uh, what are they going to say? Because I think what's happening is that people are kind of greedy, right? They want to be mine, mine, mine. But if you give give it to them freely, say, here, this is for the benefit of the United States, and you don't want anything, then you kind of get used to the thing without having to pay. I think that's what's happening. If you get the discharge by giving it to them. But if you try to take it, then you're taxed and fined and, you know, jailed and all that kind of stuff. See what I'm saying? Because the last line of the Declaration of Independence, what does it say? That we pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor to each other. You know? And what's the Bible say? You know, give unto others as they you would have them give unto you and return to Caesar what is Caesar's. And, you know, we're supposed to be like helping out, you know? And if you, there was one guy, he put it on top of the mortgage and he paid the mortgage for a while and he got behind or something and then they tried to foreclose and they couldn't because it was it was paid the day they signed it. When you, when you pay to the order of the United States pursuant to 40 staff 418 section 7E, you release the obligation. It's a discharge. Another guy did that <clears throat> on the signature line of his car note. And they called him back. Said, hey, uh, you know, you didn't make a payment. He said, well, you better look at your contract. They said, well, what's this mean? I look at the contract. What does that mean? I don't know. He says, well, you better talk to your lawyer. So the lawyer called him up, and he said the same thing. Well, I'm looking at the signature line here. What's this mean? He says, you're the lawyer. You tell me. So he looked it up. He called him back a couple of days later and told him, We're, we'll have your uh, title out to you. You know, we'll have your title out to you next week, you know, whatever. So he ended up getting his car for free by giving it to them. <laughs> Look, you got to give it to them anyway, right? You got to register it. You, they keep the title. You pay for it. You got to record your deed, you know, all this stuff. And a, and a deed managed by a third party becomes a security. So, I mean, you just kind of give it to them, and they, you, they can't say that you owe them because you don't have it. You don't. You don't want it. You don't need it. You don't have it. It's theirs. 
you know, I don't know. Another guy did it. He put pay to the order of the United States, an endorsement on the back of the mortgage note, and they sent him a check for the, the amount. You see, because, like, the Treasury is like a bank. It's like our bank, basically, for the country. Because the people are the source of the credit. Right. We're all invaluable. Right, but I'm thinking... We, we just don't recognize that. Look at the relationship between the Federal Reserve and the government. The government will give them bonds in exchange for notes, right? So when we go to the bank and we endorse the note, it's going straight to the Fed. But if we write on there, pay to the order of the United States, they can't go to the Fed. They have to go to cash it at the Treasury. Treasury can then use that as collateral to give it back to the bank, and you, they can create more money out of it. You see what I'm saying? So we're kind of dealing with the enemy because we all know central banks are more dangerous than standing armies. See? So if we say everything paid to the order of the United States or assigned to the order of the United States, transferred to the order of the United States on everything, all of our contracts and everything, then what is there to what is there to tax? What is there to you know, what's what's what is the controversy once that is done? What's the controversy? What's the problem? You know? You're you're doing your duty, right? You're making the country better, better place for everybody. I don't know. These are just my thoughts. I haven't tried it, but I like the stories. I like hearing the stories because I think we can learn stuff from these and, you know, it's interesting to me. But I can see where the resignation comes in because you don't want to be that bottom guy, you know. All right, can we move along? We have a couple more people with their hands up here. Yep. Is that good for you, Gazoo? Yeah, thank you. I'll mute out. Thank you. Um, Okay, next up is North and, what is that? North and North Central Pennsylvania. There you go. You've been unmuted. Greetings. Is this uh, Mark uh, uh, Fishman Fishman. on the call? Hey, hey, how are you? No, very good. Mark, was this your call tonight? I missed it, most of it. Correct. Yeah, the Angela's recording that you can download it. Listen. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, what was Eric talking about there? The, the certificate. Are you familiar with that? Is that out of what the uh, the the the, the uh, what's that code the uh, uh, that they made in the uh, Civil War? Is that what he was talking about? Is that what he was reading out of that uh, discharge of uh, and the certificate? He mentioned the certificate. What certificate is he talking about? Uh, the, birth, the, birth cer- the birth certificate. Oh, is it the birth certificate? The same thing we've been talking about all night. Yeah. Were you dialed in for the whole call? No, 10 minutes ago. Oh, uh, so you missed most of it. I missed everything. I was just going over um, resigning the, the name, agency for the name, agent for the name, mm-hmm. which is what I'm going to do Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Now, when you when one does that, let's say one is uh, has uh, some type of like uh, benefits coming in, or whether it's disability or whatever, do you, do you have to resign those uh, benefits also and give up those benefits? 
I think that that's tied to the name. That's I talked about that earlier. You really have to think through this process before pulling the trigger, because if you're dependent upon any benefits from the the state or the federal government, for that matter, um, I would expect you would lose them because those benefits are offered to the name, not the man or the woman. Mm-hmm. Yes, I asked that question to somebody else, and they said no. It uh, it was uh, actually Rob on Kurt Kallenbeck's uh, After Hours call, which is always lively and interesting. You ever tune into that, uh, anybody, or uh, uh, Mark? Well, you know Kurt Kallenbeck? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know who he is. Tuesdays. I, I know who he is. Yeah, I've, I've listened to some of his work. Yeah, I think he has canned uh, calls from like past recordings now, but after the, the call it, uh, opens up and there's some pretty pretty witty people on there. To know what's going on, and uh, it, seemed to, it seems to me I had asked that question, and somebody said, "No, that the era." Uh, why, why don't you write to the Secretary of State and simply ask if I resign the agency of the name, and then whatever the name on the birth certificate is, will I lose, and then any benefits that you receive? Good idea. Awaiting your answer. Mm-hmm. It's a real simple letter. They'll, they'll answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what was the most important thing you uh, discussed tonight, you think? What was it, the main thing that everybody could benefit from and, uh, and uh, assist them to get their status straightened out and get on the right, uh, uh, right uh, track here? What would you think, think about this before you make a determination as to whether or not it's for you. You've got to, A, find out, you know, what What am I going to lose? Well, what's in the name on the birth certificate? You got a house, got a car, received benefits. What are you going to lose? You got a pension? What are you going to lose? And you've got to really think it through. I've got nothing to lose, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, God, what happened if you had a, uh, a patent that was worth... Uh, uh umpteen billion dollars and that was and the patents are always in the all caps name well you can you can sell a patent you can transfer a patent to a common law trust and say it's not mine anymore now belongs to this trust that's a good answer mm-hmm. so uh what do you think about the uh, what's the deal with that Heather Tucci? And uh, she was going to go to make this Treasury Direct account. I heard she had something like totally screwed up. She was doing something in the wrong manner. You know, she wasn't on the right track. I, I don't have any idea. She's as far as I know, she's still on her the ankle bracelet from the court, and nothing really has changed. You know, I heard her talk. It was like, oh, like the military is behind us. The, the military is with me, you know, and we're having meetings with the military. Uh, it was that all bullshit or what? I don't know. We should get her on. I have no idea. I Another can't tell you anything other than what's been publicly aired. Yeah, I I'm, I'm skeptically yeah. watching. And uh, I think Boris said that she was uh, screwed up. With her uh, her concept, she didn't have it right. Okay, whatever anybody's opinion is, it, you know they they're entitled to it. They can have their own opinion. 
truth. All right, is that good enough for you? Good enough for now. Thank you. Oh, what uh, what do what key do you uh, press to uh, get a uh, to request to uh, raise your hand? What is it? Six or eight? Star eight. Eight. Okay. I was unsure. But you did, you you did it right. Well, yeah, yeah. After I hit every one of them, yeah. Oh. Okay. I was wondering if, if when I hit every one, did it come up on your screen or no? Or just the no. eight up? Just the star eight when activates it. So. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Next up is PAF woman, PA free woman. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. I want to share something briefly. Um, someone I know actually filed an affidavit stating that the state created an agency uh, for her uh, traffic ticket, and um, she basically stated that she's not an agent. She's not registered an agent. And the uh, service of process has has been uh, served to the wrong person. <laughs> and um, so then uh, police actually did an affidavit, okay, and police stated that under 10th Amendment of the State of Oregon created its own constitution and the laws of they are allowed under the U.S. <coughs> Constitution developed a tax system. And it says... The state also created a roadway system for the use of vehicle to ensure the safety of all the people using the roadway. The state created a driver license program, a licensing program requiring all users of the roadway to meet minimum qualification in order to use a vehicle on the roadway, roadways that the state created. When the person applied for a license, and is granted the privilege to the operate a vehicle in the state, they become their own registered agent, principal, and representative, and are responsible for the action of their operation of their vehicle, and are their legal registered agent, representative, and principal for receiving and accepting summons and legal process related to their operation of their vehicle on the public roadway. So um, then he went on and stated that the the state, in order to pay the maintain maintain the roadways within the bound bound um, boundaries, due to the vehicle operation causing wear and tear on the roadways developed a taxing system which is allowed under the state and federal laws. In order to manage the roadway system, the state developed a vehicle licensing system to track the number of the vehicles operating under roadway system and ensure all users pay their fair share of the maintenance. The state are allowed under the U.S. Constitution and state constitution also created Oregon Revised Statute 810.410, which allows a sworn police officer to stop a vehicle and investigate why the vehicle and the person, the legal registered agent, representative, and principal responsible for and operating the vehicle is not in compliance with the law of the state and allow a sworn police officer to issue a traffic citation 
to a person or legal registered agent, representative, or principal who violate a law. That's what he said. <laughs> so I'm just sharing I, I I just bring up the three Supreme Court cases where they ruled you don't need a license to drive. Yeah. So that's the diversion the of the police uh, sworn uh, testimony. Well, that's because they're stuck in the corporate fiction world. They have to try and get you to stay there, to, to fool yourself into being there. But if you're if you have the registered birth certificate, you are there. You're stuck. And you can say I don't have a license, I don't need a license, but if you didn't quit the agency for the name and you use the name to get a license at one time, you've accepted service for the, the name and you are subject to its rules until you quit the position. But my understanding from our another statute, uh, basically it says you are allowed to have a driver license, but if you're not going to use it for hire, then you are exempt to even register the vehicle. So they're making a special exception to private use. It's still not required to have a license at all if you're not operating a state agency and you're not toting people or goods in commerce. In other words, I'm not driving a bus, I'm not taking people from point A to point B for a fee. A driver license, that's a a good point. A A driver license is for commercial activity. Right, but you could have a license and you do not have to use it while you are in a private business. But if you, let's say, want to become a taxi driver or whatever, you could use that license. So not having a a license is not guilty. But if you have the license, the the cops are going to say you weren't uh, driving in, uh, in your private capacity. You are operating the state agency. We're ticketing you. And right, they will the go person. forward and take your car and take your money and throw you in jail because that's the way to do it. Right, on the presumption that you are Correct. hired. Right. Correct. Now you can sue them if you are not in hire. Now they are liable. Well, right. So that's people... why I'm quitting the agency altogether. Mm-hmm. Or, you and... could or you could sue them and make money. <laughs> What's that? Either you could uh, you could you could uh, you could quit or you could sue them and make money. Good luck suing them. If you're successful, you're fighting you're fighting the owner of the courts and their own courts. Good luck with that. No, I think uh, when you go to Supreme Court, uh, I think they do recognize it. They ha- they are in the burden to prove that you are in hire. Do you have any the- idea a how much it costs to get that far and b how do you know they'll even take your case? Because they only take a fraction of the cases that apply to the Supreme Court to be heard. Yeah, even Supreme Court is corrupted. Yes, they are. They all are. That's why I'm quitting entirely. <laughs> well, some people all quit right. or embrace it as a trust and you become beneficiary and they keep the driver license. Okay. So there's a, there's a couple ways to skin the cat. Okay. I'm not arguing anybody should or shouldn't do what they want. 
I'm just telling you what I'm going to do, and I'll be glad to keep people advised as to how things work out. Yeah, um, they could pick. People could pick and choose however they want to do. Yeah, yes, they can. Okay, that it for you, PA free woman. Yep. Okay, thank you. Next up is Northeast and North Central Pennsylvania. I was going to say that's what a fairy tale that was. What? The uh, what uh, uh, Gloria said about the uh, Oregon, that the police wrote the affidavit about all that stuff. What about you know you know uh, uh, was it Marbury versus Madison and creating a, 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 a was it Murdoch versus Pennsylvania creating no state can create a a, 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 a privilege and uh, uh, and uh, take away a right. Uh, for the privilege, et cetera. You know, uh, what about nothing about commerce? That, the, the police didn't say anything about the use of different differentiate the use of the uh, vehicle for a vehicle for commerce or for private use. That's a load of horse shit, in my opinion. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. See, next up is down the middle, and we're going to call it a night. You're the last one. Go ahead, down the middle. Yeah, uh, I wanted to comment on something that uh, the PA Free woman was talking about. I live in Pennsylvania also, and the transportation codes are very confusing regarding the terminology for motor vehicle. But I think following the supremacy clause, uh, if you look at the uh, 18 U.S. Code 31, the definition for motor vehicle is uh, a motor, the term motor vehicle means every description of carriage or other contrivance propelled or drawn by mechanical power and used, and this is and used for commercial purposes on the highways and transportation of passengers, passengers and property or property or cargo. So if you're not doing it for commercial purposes on the highways in transportation of passengers, passengers and property, or property or cargo, uh, you're not driving a motor vehicle, and you got to stop calling it a motor vehicle. And then in... Uh, let me ask you a question, real simple question. Let me, let me just yeah. follow up on one more thing, and then, uh, and then I'll take your question. The Supreme Court in Arthur versus Morgan... Uh, 112 U.S. 495, uh, Fifth Circuit Court, um, blah, 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 held that carriages were properly classified as household effects. That was during that time. And we see no reason that automobiles should not be similarly disposed of. So when you think of your automobile, don't think of it as a motor vehicle. Think of it as a household effect. That's what the Supreme Court ruled on. That's interesting. Okay, I got I got one question. If if the government is looking at whether or not you're making a commercial exchange, you're trading Federal Reserve notes for goods or expending Federal Reserve notes in the use of your fuel, and you're a state agent because you registered 
you have a birth certificate issued by the state? How can you deny that? Because that's the basis for all this traffic crap. Cops didn't used to be so bad, but now they're making everybody's life miserable, getting them for everything. And, and people have just had enough. But that's the, the uh, presumption, that you're going to spend or receive Federal Reserve notes. Therefore, it's a commercial transaction being conducted by an agent of the state. Therefore, you are in commerce. Therefore, the laws apply. Okay. Hello? I guess that's it. Where did he go? Um, I, don't, oh. I don't know. Uh, well, I guess, oh, says, oh, he lost his connection. He wrote it in the chat. Sorry oh, okay. That. Anyway, that's my All take right. on well, it. That's it. That was the last one. We've gone almost three hours. My goodness. <laughs> Have you had enough? Yeah, I've had enough. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, Mark. I appreciate it, and we'll have you back probably yeah. uh, January or February. I, yeah, I'll send you a note when I've got an update for you. Okay, that'll be great. All right. Thank you so much for spending mm-hmm. time with us. I appreciate it, everybody. Have a great weekend, and um, if anybody feels led of their kindness of their heart, I I have to have my house termite. Well, it's not being tented, but they're going to be shooting the orange oil into all the wood in my house because I have a termite problem. It's going to cost me $2,000. If anybody wants to help me out, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Dean, for helping me out a little bit. I appreciate it very much. But um, if anybody else feels led, I'd appreciate it also. I don't ask, but... um, I'm in a bind, so if you can help out, I'd appreciate it. All right, everybody, that's it. Have a great weekend, and um, we'll see you next time. Good night. All right, you you too. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.